one. Hello, and welcome to a very unique episode. I'm Urbowski, one of the hosts of Post King Cards Report. We like to call ourselves the Bastard Halo Podcast or the Halo Gamers Podcast. And we'll be doing a multicast today. So I'd like to introduce Sal. Hello, folks. This is Halo Fan for Life, otherwise known as Sal uh, Salerno. And I am with uh, the Spirit of Fire podcast. Very good, very good. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been, we're getting used to this. Um, I've been a huge Halo fan ever since Halo CE came out. Ever since I experienced my first taste, I was hooked. The Me scary well. thing was it got worse. Land party started. Um, it almost happened every weekend. And then Halo 2 offered online play. Uh, I had the option of choosing a girlfriend or Halo, and I made the right choice. I could always find a new girlfriend, right? <laughs> Are you reading that? <laughs> no. No. Sounds like you're reading. Uh, there, no. There's lots of fish in the sea. There's only one copy of Halo you can ever buy. That's right. <laughs> so after Halo 2... Did you break cue cards? So after Halo 2, Bungie came up with so many new ideas, like Halo 4 co-op, theater mode, Forge, community maps, firefight, and unlimited possibilities when it comes to unique unique game types. Unique. Yes, and the list keeps on going. I even went as far as starting a Halo podcast in 2009 with some of my best friends, and we're still going strong. That's great, man. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly new to podcasting. Uh, we've only started this uh, just about two months ago, uh, but I've been involved with the community for several years now myself. Uh, started gaming uh, in uh, Halo CE and Halo 2 and so on, though I didn't get into multiplayer really until Halo 3, though I did go back and uh, play a little bit of uh, Halo 2. Um, from there, I was in a gaming group. Uh, and quickly went into another gaming group with my co-host Zach, uh, and uh, we were we had that going for about two, three and a half years. Uh, and during that time, I started HaloFanForLife.com, uh, which is my personal blog for Halo, covers everything Halo. Uh, and then uh, from there, decided to branch out in October, or sorry, in August. This is October now. In August. And uh, came up with the Spirit of Fire podcast. Uh, there's also uh, several other projects going, have a gaming group, and so on. Very cool. Well, I guess uh, to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of what this show is all about. The fuck, dude? What? <laughs> You're going to maybe introduce everybody else here? <laughs> yeah, we should introduce everybody that's, uh, that's with us here on the panel. Hi, this is the Verbowski and Sal show. Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, let, let, I even, let's. I don't even want to introduce myself now. Verbowski, you, you introduce <laughs> one of yours. I'll introduce yeah, one of mine, and we'll go back and yeah, forth. Yeah. We're going to start our own roundtable. I got to talk to my goddamn agent. <laughs> Sal, would you like to start this? All right, fine. Um, all right, so uh, I already mentioned Zach, but uh, let's uh, let Zach say something for himself here. And by the way, uh, this is being uh, live streamed through Zach's uh, Twitch channel, uh, which if uh, if you're lucky enough, you're actually already listening to it. Otherwise, if you're listening to this now for the first time and it is not Tuesday, then uh, you're listening to a recorded version. But Zach. Yes. Okay. Say something, man. 
Who are you? Where are you from and all that, you know? Uh, I am from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, good old Chad City. Um, I have been in the Halo community, quote-unquote, for um, quite a bit. I started pretty much with Sal. Um, we were in a gaming group, um, who I won't name, and uh, <laughs> we, we had a good time. We met and we started our own thing. Um, I've been doing the Halo Array for... I want to say at least six months now. Um, basically, I try to get anything out there that's Halo-related, anyone doing any sort of um, streams or any sort of gaming nights, um, stuff like that. Not like big-name stuff usually, but more of the smaller end. Um, and that that's pretty much all about me. Um, gamer tag is the same with a zero, or with a, yeah, with a zero instead of the O. Um, so yeah, check me out. So there was already another Halo array? Yeah. Yes, yes. I tried to add him as a friend, but, uh, it gave me an error every time I tried to add him. So I don't know if it's a silver account or Mm. it's just Xbox Live being weird, but that sucks. Well, that's like my gamer tag. It's Halo Fan for Life 1 because somebody already had it. So I mean, it doesn't look that different. What? Have, Have you? Did you do the same thing and try to get in touch with him? Oh, hell no. I was going to say I had a quick question for Zach, and, and it might go yeah. without saying, but I just want to know if Chicago deep dish is as delicious and legendary as this. Oh, is. bro, it's the best, hands <laughs> down. i got to get my ass to Illinois. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, we, we really have a lot of people to uh, uh, introduce here, so we really need to move along. Sorry, yeah. fellas, but uh, we got to keep control of this. This is going to be a, this is going to be a long one. That's what she said. Uh, so let's move along. Robowski, who's your next person? Well, uh, I'd like to introduce Gills. Hi, I'm everybody's favorite host of Post Game Report. <laughs> Relaxed. Um, and that's pretty much all that I need to say at this point. We'll pass it on to my cohort, also from PGCR, Big Heeb. Uh, I contest that statement. <laughs> Most people forget who you even are when we have guests on the show. I know. Now. I was like, going to say Heeb? that. <laughs> so, definitely uh, not there. Yeah. Maybe I'll just repeat my name every once in a while without adding to the conversation. <laughs> just break out like big hoop when people yeah. are talking. Are you guys? You guys have been with PGCR from the beginning. Uh, sort of. I joined on episode thirty. I helped. I named the show when Rob was telling me, "Hey, I want to do a Halo podcast." <laughs> I said, "Call Post Game Party for it." I mean, that's totally Halo related. I was like, "Yeah, cool." So cool. I, I came in around around like. Episode 30, doing my Kermit the Frog impression. And, and you guys are up to what episode now? Uh, we're, yeah, we're, close to 200. we're approaching 200. We're, nice. we're under 20 to hit 200 now. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let me uh, let me move on to uh, uh, my last person to introduce, and that would be uh, Addicted Chaos. Uh, she is the owner of HaloDieHards.net. Chaos, please feel free. Hey, guys. All right. Um, I did write this down. You can make fun of me if you want. Uh, I just wanted uh, I came into the Halo scene shortly before Halo 3 dropped. Um, I can't read my own writing. Wow. Let's see. Oh. a teleprompter. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. I was a fan of the um, Larry Niven's Ringworld novels, all right? So I became obsessed with exploring Halo 1 and 2 campaign worlds, and shortly before Halo 3, I experienced my fir- first online play. So before this, I hadn't been a first-person shooter at all. Um, I was floored by my very first game because I heard over proximity chat the teamwork that was occurring by the team that was um, handing my ass to me. And that began a long, determined struggle for me to become a useful team player. So um, in my journey, I've ran and participated in clans, tournaments, clan battles, um, customs, team training. I've taken part in and uh, highlighted others' creative Halo-related endeavors, um, spanning from art to videos to music. And uh, I used to gather up every single Halo player I could find with the motto, Leave No Man Behind. But lately, I've taken to following my dream of surrounding myself with more team-oriented, competent adults. Look at Skill Axe. See, he's impressed with my story. Wait, competent adults? (laughs) We're talking about Halo? Adults. And and I still host Forge Feature Nights that everyone's welcome to and and stuff, but I've learned that there is a certain kind of play that I like, that I crave, and that's um, what I'm... What what my focus is now. So anybody that fits in that category, man, let me know. If you're an active Halo player, I'll make room for you on my friends list. Cool. And I'll back her up on that. She's good. I played uh, with Chaos for the first time this week. And who introduced you to her? Uh, it would be you. Oh, well, that's right. Okay. Thank you, Sal. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Do I need to go into who introduced you to me? Um. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if I know who that is anymore. Was it Lava Life? No, it was actually random, actually. Wait, it was? Uh, I just happened to randomly be uh, joined into one of your custom games. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Mini Slayer, back when... uh, But I thought, I thought somebody else invited you in. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Okay. I think it was one of the, uh, the European folks. That could I think be. it's Aramenko, I think, maybe. Aramenko, yeah, yeah. That could be. Yep. But saving the best for last, uh, we have... You can get out of my way, sir. I can introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'll let you introduce me. Go ahead. We have Justin from Drunken Halo. What's up? How many beers you had, man? Uh, none. I'm drinking coffee right now, actually. Oh, God. Oh, now it should just be drinking Halo. <laughs> caffeinated <laughs> Halo. It's like a juice box. Yeah, we're just chilling tonight. It's caffeinated Halo. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is heavily caffeinated, heavily sugared, actually. There isn't even any Baileys in it? No. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. That sounds good, man. Shit. That's, uh, that's, that's the best part of waking up. <laughs> There's nothing happy about waking up. Yes. It's really good. Whatever. Well. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so uh, I don't have any prepared statements, really, but I will give a quick background. Um, I wish I had prepared statements. Uh, I didn't prepare. I just shot from the hip. (laughs) Same here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, you did not, Lebowski. I know you're – I can – Point your reading voice from a mile away. <laughs> and I like puppies and the playground, and I'm from PGCR. <laughs> Our long history started when 
Okay, so Drunken Halo started with when uh, me and my brother Travis, who uh, couldn't be here tonight, unfortunately, but uh, we've been doing uh, our show for I don't uh, over two years, closer to three. Uh, four, yeah. Yeah, well, we started uh, we started recording our shows the end of January 2011, and we posted our first show. Uh, sometime in early to mid March of 2001. So, or 2011. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've I've been on PGCR here uh, quite a few times. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how much I have to get into everything, but yeah. very cool. You might hate me now, but you'll learn to love me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Justin. <coughs> well, thank you. I love you too. All right, enough with the bromance. <laughs> <laughs> we well, should I guess the, get the main topic started. There we go. Um, I was introduced to Sal because of the community, and I took the time to look him up. I thought my, to myself that this is a true Halo fan if I've ever seen one. So I've. I've had him on the show before. Since then, I've been keeping up to date with the site, Facebook page, and let's not forget Twitter. Uh, rather than explain some of the posts, I think it would be best if Sal actually took over and read a couple of the status updates, which I think are very crucial to what this is all about. So uh, uh, wait. you want to kind of pick out a couple. Uh, and, by, and by status updates, you're talking about, like, population stuff and all that? or Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, um Actually, the stats I was going to mention are a few days old now, so I'm going to talk about uh, just two days ago uh, where uh, I was checking out the numbers for Halo uh, 3, which is now free for uh, gold members, and it had hover- it was hovering around 50,000 people. And at the same time, Halo 4 had just under 25,000. What time of day, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, oh, geez. Uh, it was evening. It was evening, uh, East Coast time. Okay, because a couple nights ago at like 3 o'clock in the morning, I checked Halo 3, and it was like 30,000 people, over 30,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, the fact that uh, Halo 3 has double the population, and it's a game that's been out for six years, that is pretty telling. You know, again, yeah, sure, it's free, um, but it's a game that's been out for six years, and we've had, you know, no less than two uh, FPS uh, Halo games since then. So you would think that, you know, people would have uh, wanted to move on. So, again, it's pretty telling that, uh, you know, people want to play uh, a more classic Halo style. And, uh, you know, if it was running even the same numbers, it would still be pretty telling. But the fact that it was, you know... Uh, more than double that amount uh, really uh, just kind of uh, hits home the point that um, the current state of Halo uh, in the current iteration uh, just uh, isn't quite up to snuff. Um, do you have any numbers of the pre-Halo 3, uh, Halo 4 population? By chance? Yeah, um, the numbers were typically running around 30,000-ish. You know, it would fluctuate a little bit. Uh, th- those These numbers have been, you know, progressively declining. 
Um, and, uh, you know, since, well, since even the first week the game came out, it was just, it just kept dropping and dropping. Uh, it kind of stabilized for a while. We were, we were about, we were at about 40,000 or so. Uh, but in the last, I'd say month and a half or so, it's really seemed to, you know, take more of a nosedive. And, you know, as the, as the, these free games come out, especially with Halo 3 now, uh, it's really taken a hit. And we can definitely expect more of a hit. When PS4, Xbox One come out, you know, all the new titles, you know, and then as spring starts to hit, we're going to have Titanfall and uh, and the big one, which is Destiny, which, of course, is done by, you know, Halo's creators, Bungie. So, you know, the thing is, is what we're trying to discuss here is the current game, what can be done to improve it, you know, and uh, we're trying to back that up by facts that we've seen as well as, um, you know, suggestions that we have uh, that, uh, you know, could certainly improve the game or at least make it enjoyable for those of us that are continuing to stay with the game. Uh, as far as uh, Chaos asked, where did I get the numbers? There's a, there's a couple places. Um, you can check, uh, I believe, the Halo charts. Uh, I think he still has it up. Uh, that's Firestream that runs that where he does like a daily uh, uh, a daily report on the numbers of the population. There's a couple of places. I'd have to check that offhand. Um, I don't have the link in front of me, but uh, I can certainly post it up. When I post the, uh, the podcast on my site, I'll be sure to include links in there uh, where you can check the, uh, the daily population. But it's, it's just really been declining. Like I say, kind of leveled out for a little bit. But uh, it seems like after... The uh, the global championship. There was a little spike then, and then it just kept. You know, it just started dropping again. Well, maybe most of those people were more inclined to win some big money than actually play Halo Four. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but Robowski, you you go on, man. What's next here on our agenda or our format? I sent you guys a link as like another clue of what's going on. Oh, uh, true I, enough. I put it in our Skype, and this is uh, from MajorNelson.com. And this is the Xbox Live activity for the week of September 30th. Now, when you look at that, I mean, obviously, Grand Theft Auto V is going to be at the top. Um, Chaos actually uh, sent me to a uh, YouTube uh video where Gandhi was actually kind of going over this. Yeah. And he's very fun to watch. I enjoy Gandhi a lot. And I don't, but it, uh, the particular video you're going to talk about, I did agree with him. Yeah, well, he's a cocky motherfucker. I'll give him that. Oh, he is. <laughs> but he's so fun to listen to. Could you, ima- could you imagine hearing an announcer for, like, an NBA game just talk smack during the game? I, he, I love him. <laughs> But I, I've always been a, a huge fan of Team Carbon. So, but I mean, to kind of go over the list, I mean, number one, obviously, Grand Theft Auto V. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Then Minecraft. If you go all the way down to number, was it 13? Right. We have Halo 4. It's getting beat by Ascend Hand of Gold. That's, that was a, a free game for gold. So, it, you know. So was Halo 3. Yeah, I know. I know. 
It, it's just, it's just now, mind you, the the link that you're talking about is from September 30th. That's the one that you posted. So yeah. it's a little dated then. Yeah, what's the current? Yeah, but still, he doesn't have the current. But uh, but yeah, that and that was posted on October 10th on Major Nelson's site. Still, the the point being is that you know this. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I never heard of a send hand of call before, and the fact that it's beating Halo even by one spot, uh, Halo Four that is, that's pretty bad. You know, you look at G, look at some of these other ones. GTA Five five years ago. Uh, four, Black four, Ops was four, what? Four. G- yes, GTA 4. What did I say, 5? Yes, five, I'm sorry. Yeah. GTA 4 was out. GTA 4 was out five years ago. That's where I reversed it. Sorry about that. Black Ops was what, uh, two the, years ago? The original Black Ops, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? It was like, yeah, two or three, yeah. Right. You know? It came then, out around the same time as Reach. It's being beat by EA Wait, Sports. Is that right? Yeah, Soccer it's getting beat by two <laughs> FIFAs. It's getting beat by three Call of Duties. You know, Battlefield Battlefield 4 Beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and three. It, you know, uh, it's just, you know, it's amazing that, and, yeah, and Battlefield 3 as well, yeah. Um, it's amazing. Like, obviously, you'd expect to see Call of Duty up there. Uh, but the fact that there's three Call of Duties ahead of uh, Halo 4, you know, that's a little worrisome. Grand Theft Auto 5, okay, that makes sense. It just came out. You know, it's a huge hit and all that. But, you know, Grand Theft Auto 4? Again, like, really? You know? Um, now, I know some of you, like, I, I don't get Minecraft. For me, it's just, you know, but I know a lot of people enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I, for I, me, it's just just too simple. And But, you the know. kids gobble it up. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but the fact that it's at 13, and this is from, you know, almost a month ago, and it's surely dropped even more by now. It could be 14th oh, or, yeah. or worse. And, you know, especially with Halo 3 being introduced, and we've seen the numbers just skyrocket since uh, it became free again. You know, that's, you know, it's just very telling that uh, there is something wrong with the game. You know, there are, there's good points about it, and we'll, we'll make mention of these. But on the whole, there is something seriously wrong going on here. Yeah. There's even, like, Halo 3, I think, had some kind of crazy record where month after month they were topping the charts against, like, two Modern Warfares and well, stuff like that. Now, here, now here's the difference, too. We, we do need to discuss that. When Halo 3 was out, we're talking, you know, six years ago, there weren't as many titles out, and there weren't as many big-name titles out. So yeah. the competition wasn't as fierce. You know, you did have your few standouts. Now yeah. there are a lot more titles out, you know, a lot more franchises that have become successful. So, of course, you can expect some of that to be taken away, but I never would have thought that Halo would have dropped so far down, and especially for a new game that's not even been out a year yet, to have dropped down that far that quickly. Well, and also something too. about the games that were out um, around uh, the time that Halo 3 came out and, you know, was the current uh, Halo title. Since then, uh, a lot of the other shooters have kind of, like, come... Like, they've kind of standardized almost on like a certain formula maybe yeah a certain gameplay that's right yeah where there's uh unlocks and you're you know you're you're constantly uh ranking up and unlocking new weapons and and doing the whole loadout thing uh so 
and I think that with with you know that being kind of the the standard, deep, yeah, the standard or or just the default, you know, way these you know shooters have kind of standardized since you know Halo Three came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I I don't you know spit it out. <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean I, I don't. I, I guess. Uh, God, if I'm being honest, I totally blanked on what I was saying. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. There You're talking about the standardization of it. Now, Halo, the thing with Halo is, is it's always evolved from one game to the next. However, going from CE to 2 and then 2 to 3, it's been, it was a little incremental, not much. But mm-hmm. then when we hit Reach, you know, we hit these armor abilities and that changed the game a bit. And... It took some getting used to, but people did, and the numbers weren't anywhere near as bad as what Halo 4 is doing. Then, when Halo 4 came, and it's being produced now by a new developer and who was untested, all of a sudden, not only do we have more armor abilities, now we have these loadouts as well. And the issue then is, is this still Halo? Because it does not play, or in some ways feel like what we've been used to. And the issue has become, you know, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. And, and why does Halo need to necessarily emulate other popular games, uh, you know, core, core, um, uh, strategies or, or core, you know, core gameplay. Um, I don't, you know, this, this has been an argument that you'll see, that's prevalent throughout, uh, you know, much of the community, and and it goes back and forth with another franchise, and that's Call of Duty. Uh, that being that, you know, we didn't want to see Halo become quote unquote codified, and th- we're kind of going, boy, we're bouncing around topics here. We really need to, you know, I really want to try and keep a little bit on topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, but quickly on this. Um, well, we got to give some some. We have to lay the foundation. Well, sure. So, I, I do want to cover one thing real quick. Okay, go ahead. Like Halo Three was released late two thousand seven, right? Yeah, fall to like November. Yeah, like, late. something like that. September, whatever. September. Yeah, and September twenty fifth. Okay, and I sent you guys another link to uh, January two thousand two thousand nine on Major Nelson's website where. After the, the the game's been out for over a year, right. and Halo Three is at the top of the charts. That's right, the top, not not anywhere down, you know, a few notches or not. It's at the top. And yeah, look at I mean, and look at the other I mean, games. Look at the other games that were there out at the time. You had Call of Duty Four, GTA Four, Gears yeah. of War Two, Gears of War, Call of Duty War to War, Guitar Hero Three, Battlefield Bad Company demo, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed demo. So you're talking like some pretty popular games, you know? Look at the, uh, look um, at the original Xbox top live titles as well. Yep. Halo Two, number one, yeah. And that was actually number one for at least a year because I actually checked uh, some previous ones too. I mean, my main question is, like, and we're probably going to explore it, is did 343 kind of get scared at the increasing success of other franchises and make this trying-too-hard 
contribution to I, the table? I don't think so. I, I think it was more of a trend in gaming that, that they were just latching onto. I mean, it was most of the community. Maybe there was a minority that wanted the old school um, Quake kind of format where you have to run around fast and grab your weapons, but I'm pretty sure most of the community was asking for these loadouts and and various aspects yep. to make the game that more, more much more dynamic. I'm going to have to disagree with you. And and the reason why I'll say that is is of all the fan, all the friends that I've had on my on my friends list over the last few years, not once have I ever heard any of them say, you know, that we want loadouts. You know, yeah, I mean, when yeah, Reach, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. When well, when see, Reach came around, people that did that did want loadouts. I thought Halo was very unbalanced because they just kept increasing the amount of power weapons and. It just became uh, a slaughter fest, depending on who got them faster. Well, that, but that's the part of what Halo is, though. Halo, at its core, is knowing your map, you know, working as a team, knowing when power weapons spawn, and taking that over. And even though Reach introduced armor abilities, that still was in the game. Now, with Halo 4 and adding all these loadouts... You've got weapons like the bolt shit, or excuse me, bolt shot. <laughs> yeah, that's a one shot, you know, one shot kill when it's charged up, and I freaking hate that weapon, you know. Yeah, I, I, I will not debate you on that whatsoever. Yeah, that and Promethean Vision is just the bane of my Halo Four. Right. Nature. So, so <laughs> the thing is, is Halo Four added in all these variables that just did not allow for the core gameplay to take center stage again. And what it did was it allowed people that were new to come in and just get ridiculous stuff. You know, they get a few kills, they get a, they get a, 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 an infinity drop, which is an ordnance drop. All of a sudden, they've got rockets. When some, you know, let's say, you know, I, I, let's say maybe I get I get the same amount of kills, and you know, I, I get a you know I get a needler. Needler's not bad, but it's not a, it's not a freaking rocket. You know, and there's so there's no there's no continuity there. There's no distinction to say that, you know, okay, at a certain level, you get this kind of weapon. Then when you get so many kills more, you get this kind of weapon. That's really what should have been done because then it would have been, you know, the better player you are, the better weapons you get. That really makes sense. Instead, it added all this, and no offense to Addicted Chaos, but it added this chaos into the matchmaking, <laughs> which which allowed anybody to have any kind of power weapon at any time and in doing that, it just completely obliterates, uh, you know, team play, map control, and anything therein that used to be what the core of what Halo is. The yeah. whole feeling of the core of what Halo is, yeah. And before they wowie-zowied it up, like, and, and these guys took over, Bungie, when they were stirring the pot that was Halo, knew exactly how many drops of wind sauce to put in each game they made so that it was wind sauce. I feel that 343 kind of like, oop! pop the lid off it and it all went in there and they were like shit just add some salt and stir it they'll never notice yeah wait a second though wait a second though because all this started with reach yes sure yeah sure it did one point one point i wanted to make tonight is the night that reach came out 98 out of the 100 people on my friends list were online 98 people that is how diehard dedicated the friends you know my friends list was packed with halo fans 98 people within months two people were playing halo reach two people me and one other person and that person wouldn't come out of forge yeah 
And <laughs> well, out of a hundred people, out of a hundred fans, they, you know, were crazy about the game. Well, and I think uh, one one big change that uh, you know a lot of people I think kind of overlook um, in in Reach, and it it I mean there there was obviously the uh, armor abilities, but. Uh, you know, Halo 4 isn't the first Halo game that has kind of taken things to a more, like, individual player playing for themselves type aspect. Halo Reach was the first one. Because sure. they, took, they took away that uh, that uh, incentive to actually play as a team and to work together. Because even if you lost in Halo Reach, you still got credits or whatever. Well, let's um, take a look at some of the some of the reasoning why some of that happened. Halo Reach was the last game by Bungie. Bungie didn't want to make Halo Reach. They were done with Halo. And they ha- they were kind of forced into it with their contracts with Microsoft. So they essentially said, okay, here are some of the things that fans wanted. So we're just going to pile it in there and give it to them. It's the last hurrah. You know, we're done. They were already working on Destiny. We all know this by now because there was that... Uh, if you look in Halo ODST, you'll see when you go into the Oni Tower inside, there was that one um, poster art that showed, um, you know, something about uh, your destiny is approaching or something to that effect. Please, and in fact, please. it is the Destiny Ball by Earth. So there was already a precursor there to their other game that they were working on. Yeah. Um, so this clearly shows, though, that um, Bungie. Uh, by the way, I happen to like Reach, but regardless of the fact, Bungie made a game that satisfied Microsoft's needs, that satisfied a portion of the Halo community's needs that wanted some of these other things, yeah, um, exactly. and and basically it allowed allowed you know us to explore these other options. But it still kept a lot of the core gameplay. Um, yes, there were things you know. I know people used to bitch at me all the time about, well, if you use Jetpack, you're breaking map control, you know, and uh, for the other team, you know. Well, the thing, I always had an, uh, an argument to that, and that was that, you know, well, yeah, sure, maybe I know where they're at, but I'm a sitting duck up there, you know, and they can just shoot the shit out of me, you know. Yeah. If they're that good, they should be able to keep control regardless. So, but let's not worry about the, all these different little aspects of that. Um, the point is, is that, you know, Bungie made this game, it was its last effort, and it just kind of threw it out there knowing that 343 was going to take it over and do whatever they wanted to to manipulate the game. Mm-hmm. So while you can blame Bungie to a point for bringing in some of these things, you have to look at the backstory behind why these things were put in there. You so know, are you my- saying that they were put in because 343, 343 or Microsoft uh, – requested they put this stuff they in had there? their fingers in you, yeah you have to believe that that's probably part of the case you know you have to believe that they said well look you know you guys are making this these are the things we'd like to see in the game you know and and at this point bungie was like you know what fuck it you know you guys want it we don't want it we don't we didn't want to make this game but you want it fine no problem they had you know 10 plus years already of, of development in, in uh, halo so they knew what the hell they were doing so for them it was easy enough to say okay sure you want this in the game you want this in it and sure here you go here you can have this you can have this you can have this you can have this there you go here's your game we're done goodbye we're on destiny yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know. a lot of it was basically, well, we'll give the babies their bottle because there were people on the forums. Because I was a elder mythic on Bungie.net back when they did that ranking system, and um, 
<laughs> a lot of the suggestions that, that the kids would have for the game were completely outrageous. They're like, I remember this one guy who was like, all the Spartans should have a little combat knife. And people were like, what? Are you going to run around with a combat knife in Halo? Like, okay, get owned. And then, oh, look, um, combat knives. I remember one where I was like, uh, I just, just, I used to put up these, like, just to see if they would lock it or if Bungie would comment on it. And I did one, I'm like, why are we in the 25th century and everything has wheels and bullets? What next? And the flying vehicles in the next game will have propellers? <laughs> And sure enough, well, I, <laughs> I also think that three four three was left with kind of a weird, a weird spot after Reach. The story? Well, not not the story, but just so okay. like the multiplayer like features and um, yeah. mechanics. It's kind of like they had this game that some like that was still relatively popular, mm-hmm. not as popular as previous games. So they still want to cater to those people who like the game. Right. And then they still want to cater to the classic people, so I think, I think this is like a weird amalgamation of what between Reach and classic Halo. Yeah. I think that's what we have now. Here, here's something. Game. Here's something I want you guys to consider too. Okay, and I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, you notice that in Reach, we didn't truly have a ranked and social playlist. Sure, we had Arena, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, like we um, I think, and, and and this is just a well, guess. I played Arena. The, this played. is just a guess. This is not based on any any factual information. But my feeling, or my gut, my guess is that uh, Bungie put that in to meet the requirements of a ranked type of game, yeah. but didn't really want three four three to have ranked and social. And so, you know, yeah, they gave them that. But then when it came time for 343 to use the Reach code, which is what they originally said they they did with this game, and then later backpedaled and said that they essentially tossed all the code out and redid it themselves, which I don't know if any of that's true. But um, you see now that Halo 4 didn't have, you know, it doesn't have ranked and social. It's just all social. Uh, So I am a little skeptical and I, and I believe that in part that was kind of Bungie's way to kind of you know lift their middle finger up and say you know oh, yeah. you know here you go you can take this game but we're deliberately not going to put certain things in there you know exactly as we did it before it meets your requirements and your needs yeah but it's not the same i mean there I don't was know even- about that there was even mild fuck yous in the campaign where at the end, if you read The Fall of Reach, a book that Bungie was very much into, they loved Eric Nyland and everything he did. Uh, if you read that book, you knew exactly where the Pillar of Autumn and Cortana and the Chief were all supposed to be. And uh, it was not sitting in a junkyard on the planet, and she did not get hand-delivered by a Spartan 3. Sure enough. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And they were just like, ha, ha, have fun with that, 343. Yeah, you know, and... Uh... Yeah, See that—that's that a break in continuity. Go ahead. Did, didn't they rewrite oh, yeah, one of the novels based on that? They—they yeah, they added yeah. a few pages in, but it wasn't enough to change the story. Well, but like, you changed the location of some people, but yeah, it didn't screw the overall plot. Sorry, per- what are you trying to say there? I keep cutting. Well, you, like. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know that that's necessarily the case because what what I hear you saying 
is that Bungie, and you know, hypothetically, like you said, this is your. There's no, you know, factual evidence to back this stuff up or whatever. But it's your your uh, opinion that you're getting Good feeling. And what I what I hear you saying is that Bungie purposefully maybe watered down certain parts of Reach to spike three four three or to make three four three look bad somehow. And like that doesn't make any sense to me because it that's well, Bungie's name on the you know on the very front of the you know, the, sure enough. Game, sure enough. Like, sure enough. But they knew three four three was going to take it over, and they knew what they were giving us was going to be enough of Halo to start with, and they knew that they weren't going to have uh, continued control over this. You yeah. notice that the game started being taken over uh, by three four three. What was it about a year and a half later? Yeah. So they already yeah. knew all this. But Look, I, but I think to say that 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 Bungie was purposefully and knowingly like trying to put out a lesser product. Like I totally agree with that. Like, you know, Bungie was absolutely tired of Halo by the time Halo reach came out. I got strong armed into it legally by Microsoft. That's right. Well, let me throw this out here for you. Okay. But to say, but to say that they made the game worse to make three four three look bad right? doesn't make any sense to me because they knew that, why that Bungie's name was on it like and that's a that's for a, a I, and again a this is an impression mild. this is an impression that I have that uh, a, a studio like Bungie who is seems to be driven not by what would make the most money and they're not driven by you know uh, basically. They seem to me to be a place that is driven by like their desires, right? Like they they want to make a game that they themselves would want to play. They were like, sure, like, that's and they the did. Kind of studio they are, and they I, did. I imagine and like and so even though they might have been as as you said strong armed or you know whatever into making Halo Reach, like I totally totally get the impression that they were they were so tired of it by the time Reach came out, but I don't think that they. I don't think that they just uh, uh, phoned it in. I mean, I think they... Oh, they, they didn't really phone it in. That's not exactly what I'm saying they did. Yeah. And, and, like, they were not afraid in weekly updates to refer to Microsoft as, like, blood-sucking corporate owner or, like, evil parent company and but stuff But they, like they that. started out as a Mac game developer, so, like, they... And most they of their always have that. Left. They always have that uh, that kind of attitude. When, when when Jason Jones sold it over, a lot of their people from the original Bungie just got up and walked. Yeah. Like All right. We're, we're kind of getting a bit further away, though, from the topic, guys. So let's yeah. reel this back in, okay? Well, we need to reel this back into Halo 4 and the right. current state instead of talking about Reach and the transitioning and all that. We need to get it back to Halo 4 because that's what this is really about. Um, you know, I, I take over for a brief moment? By all means. Um the number one reason why we're doing this show is for the future of Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've talked about the decline. We've talked about, like, you know, how things progress from Reach to 4. Um, we want our game back. We want people to be excited about the game. Yeah. And what we're doing here is I don't want this to feel like we're just dogging on the game, that we're just 
um, saying we hate Halo 4, we're going to be discussing things that we disagree about the game, why we disagree with it, and how they can fix it for the next game. That's right. Yeah. So the main thing is I don't want people to be turned off by the show that are Halo fans because we are the Halo fans. Yeah. I mean, we are- Believe me. I mean, we have to, you know, lick Halo's nads if we have an opinion. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Listen, I've said repeatedly on my site and in previous podcasts that I think Halo 4 is a good game. I don't think it's a great game, and I certainly don't think it's the best of the Halo games that are out there. But that's my opinion, and we're all in varied, you know, forms therein, you know. And that's what this this that's what this podcast uh, is about: bringing in, you know, several people with, you know, a little bit varying viewpoints, uh, so that you know the the greater community, and more importantly, three four three can understand where we're coming from, that it's not just one or two people, it's not just one or two podcasts. You know, our, our respective podcasts and websites represent a larger uh, amount than just the few of us here that are talking. You know, obviously, for those of us uh, that have, you know, our own sites and podcasts, uh, you know, we've got our, our friends, our fans, our followers, our readers, our listeners, whatever you want to call it, and we wouldn't have them if they didn't think that we had something to offer. So... While it is just the, the few of us here talking, we represent several thousand people. And if 343 doesn't consider that, then, you know, we have to kind of call into question what is their motivation behind Halo. And, you know, we're seeing that in some of the things that are happening with the game currently, as well as kind of the silencing of 343 not talking about anything in the future. Well, that's, you know, they shouldn't be talking about what's going on in the future. But you know what? We're supposedly supposedly a year out from the game, from the next game. They could give us a nugget. Information about Halo 4 to come out? What's that? You remember how long it took for information about Halo 4 to come out? That's right. And here's the difference. Back then, Halo was still pretty damn popular. And people were excited because it's a new developer and they wanted to see what was going on. Hail now has really hit, you know, just almost rock bottom. So they need to make up that room. And if they stay to the course that they've done previously, they're going to lose more and more fans. So they have to make the, they have to be made to understand that they can't follow the same dynamics that they did previously. They have to do something more that shows that. You know, they're excited for the next game. They want us to get excited about it. And here's some things about it. It doesn't have to be the full story or anything. Just a little bit here and there. A little yeah. nugget here, a little nugget there. Maybe something one week, maybe two weeks down the road, something else. Another week or two later. But it's got to be something, and it has to start now. Because yeah. if we're literally a year away, then... You know, again, you can't look back and say, well, it took, you know, a long time for Halo 4 stuff. No, we're talking about popularity of this game just dive bombing. So it's I mean, they've got to start with, building that hype. Even with that, even with hype building, they've got damage control to do because we listened to them last time. We listened to them last time. We listened to what they had to say. And the game, you know, when it came out, it might have got good stars. But just look at where it's at on the charts. You know, that speaks yeah. for itself. Oh, right. That something ain't right. And, and speaking about when the game the came out, too. Speaking, you know. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of when the game came out. Okay. The game made $220 million 
in its first day when it came out. And that was, you know, by all accounts, a success. More than any, you know, it sold more copies of the game than, uh, of their game than any previous one had on day one launch. And while we do have to consider now the game was more expensive at 60 versus 50 and, and less way back, but that beside the point, um, they did good on day one sales. But we're not talking about the initial success. We're talking about the sustained success of the franchise. So the game has to be con- continually supported, updated, and be made better. When things start to go wrong with the game, m- meaning population starts to decline, they have to take a serious look as to why is this happening? Is it yeah. because there's other games out there? Is it because people aren't enjoying the game types that are there? So they need to take you know more proactive uh, approaches to this and do things you know repeatedly. They they can't just sit back and hope things will get better. Um, some of the things they've done, and they have given us things over time a little bit, but it just hasn't been enough, you know. And they really need to do just a lot more to keep the game viable, to keep the franchise alive and thriving. It can't just stay on life support like it is now, yeah. you know. If it stays like this, then it's just going to get worse. Also, yeah. also acknowledge that there's problems and work to correct it, I think is important. Well, what are some suggestions? All right, well, let's, let's get into some yeah. of the topics here. Um, Robowski, why don't you start, since you wanted to uh, talk about multiplayer, and I know that's something that you're interested in. You start with that, and then we'll all chime in. Okay, uh, to start off with, uh, we have a list of things that should be in Halo 4 matchmaking. And I want to hear from some silent people, like uh, Big Heap, Chaos, Zach. Um, the first thing I want to cover is... Firefight was huge in ODST and in Reach. A lot of people played that. And um, ODST when it debuted. Yeah, yeah, he said ODST. Did he? Oh, sorry. Get the wax out of your ears, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how hard is it to put that in the game? And people could say that's Spartan Ops, but I think that truly that that was a very good aspect of the last couple games and I really think the firefight should be in there and I mean what are your opinions on like what, is firefight worthwhile to put time into it uh I I, I would say yes cuz I don't think it involves that much more than any matchmaking I think matchmaking competitive matchmaking takes a lot more thought um you know firefight's almost like a small level in the game uh, so I don't think it's that a big deal to put it in, but if they can recreate what ODST did, and maybe just because they didn't, ODST didn't have the competitive side to it, so you just played Firefight, and you made those really, you know, epic, epic endings where you're just scattered everywhere, and there's enemies everywhere, and we, we had those sessions um, way back in the day. So if they create another Firefight like that, then yeah, I think it's worth it. And it was a good way to actually do accommodations. Chaos, you got something to say there? I want to hear from you. Well, see, here's the thing with that for me. Um, I don't know what the stats are that they're looking at when they've made some of these decisions. Like, I don't know what all the intelligence is behind these decisions. And so, like, wait, there was know, intelligence. As far, <laughs> as far as I know, you know, they had they were looking at some kind of stats, and and those stats were telling them that 
the payoff wasn't worth the effort. All I know is that uh, you've got the Call of Duty games that have the, the zombie modes, which everybody loves. You've got the Gears of War games, which have the horde modes, which everybody loves. And then when Halo had the firefight modes, everybody loved it. And so I really don't understand why they cut that out, but I really don't understand. They cut their own hand off when they cut out race. They cut, they cut huge fan bases off. They cut huge bits of, like, I'm a big uh, preacher of passion and how passion can help keep a product going. And they, like, cut off every single avenue of passion that there was for this game, including not having the theater and not having the uh, screenshots available on launch. We'll, 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 get to, we'll get to that. Let, we'll get to that because there's a lot of topics like that. Let's stick with Firefight for the moment. Just for the moment. So, it, I mean, it, it seems to me, you know, unless somebody shows me some stats that go, well, see, Chaos, you know, this just didn't make sense and that's why we cut it out. It, it doesn't, it, it seems to me that maybe they, they were so busy as a fledgling company that they just spread the resources out too thin and, and they decided they weren't going to put the resources toward that or... Or what you know, I would love to know the history behind a lot of the decision making, but I I can't I can't guess I just can't. You know, I really don't have enough information. You've got some good points there, and let me just add to this a little bit. Um, if you look at Firefight and then look at Spartan Ops, now I'm going to say I completely enjoyed Spartan Ops, and we'll get to that as well. Um, so when Firefight, when we heard Firefight was going to be taken out and going to be replaced by Spartan Ops. A lot of us were like, what, really? Because I thoroughly enjoyed Firefight, both in ODST and in Reach. And in Reach, it had commendations attached to it. And for me, when I played it in Reach, I usually played it with either other people that enjoyed it or when my friends weren't online, I would go ahead and play a game, a game, a game or two of that until somebody came online, and then we'd go play some matchmaking. And it was a, it was a fun way to, um, to kind of burn some time. You know, you didn't have to try hard, so to speak. You know, you could just have some fun in it. Um, then when we heard about Spartan Ops, we're like, really? You guys are taking this out and it's not just going to be included? Um, this is a firm opinion that I have, and it's going to be backed up by several other things that we're going to talk about. But I'll just briefly mention it here. I have the firm opinion that 343 wanted to make Halo their Halo so much that they wanted to get away from a lot of the things that, 343, uh, that, that Bungie created and established for Halo, even if it was popular. That it includes Firefight. Like What's that? It does It does look like that. Yeah. It does look like... There's a they... lot of things. Uh, real quick, I'm, I, I don't want to talk about every one of them right now. Like I said, we'll go through these things. But you, you can see that in the fact that they changed uh, the look of some of the Covenant. The grunts having thick necks, you know, big heads. The oh jackals having stunted beaks. Yeah. The jackals having stunted beaks. The forward under dawn, it's it's complete redesign, you know, things like that. You know, granted, those are campaign things, you know, but we're talking about, you know, for people that love campaign like myself, you know, that was a big change. You know, how do it's the grunts not, go from having three t- toes to four toes? And how do they go from just, having having bony ridged arms and legs to all of a sudden having scales? It's not just campaign. It ruins the books. Sure. I'm reading the books and it describes the jackals and it doesn't, it's like, oh, it's just annoying right so so getting back to firefight then um i thoroughly enjoyed it and i see i see 343 taking that out and saying well you know what 
here's something that we can do for the game then. And it's unfortunate uh, that Firefight was left out. And here, here's the other thing about it. How many discs did we get with all the previous games? One. How many discs did we get with Halo 4? Two. So why the hell wasn't it included? You already had the coding there. It, you know, it seems like they make a lot of excuses why this couldn't be in and why that couldn't be in. In fact, going back real quick, uh, about a week or so ago, uh, I asked the question point blank to them regarding theater. And uh, Chaos, you can back me up on this because you made a post about it. In fact, you made one today regarding screenshots and theater. But I made uh, a direct post to them and said, why no theater? You know, give me a straight answer. And the response the I got, campaign? yeah, theater and campaign. Yeah. The response I got from them was that they didn't have enough resources and they don't have enough bandwidth. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm calling complete <laughs> and utter bullshit on that. You are Microsoft, okay? 343 is a division of Microsoft. If you don't have the resources, get them. If you don't have the bandwidth, you get more. Whatever it is you need to do to make Halo a success, you do it. It is your franchise game of this console. And if you're not willing to do it, step the fuck off and let somebody else do it, please. Or call your uncle Bungie and have them show you how to do it. Well, yeah. exactly. Okay, so... So, so the next part is go ahead. I usually get to chime yeah. in about firefight. Oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, I was gonna say is that they didn't necessarily cut firefight out. They 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 watered it down and added cutscenes and called it Spartanoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you they know, did. That's a button pushing. <laughs> you know, boring ass firefight with a couple of cutscenes about some characters you really don't give a shit about in a story that matters very little. You know, I it's was, not better though. I, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I still, I thoroughly enjoyed Spartan Ops as well. I think they should have had both of those modes in there. You know, yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get back to Spartan Ops momentarily because I had a lot of other things to say about that too. Well, to to just go off of um, uh, what was said earlier about firefight um, about uh, I I'm I am so sorry I don't remember which one of you said it but talking about uh, potential numbers that. Uh, you know, that 343 might have been looking at when considering whether or not to include it. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I've got such a, a deep, very special place in my heart for ODST Firefight. Oh, um, sure. You know, I won't, I won't go into all of it, but that, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of my love for Halo kind of developed uh, in playing, um, firefight and odst and i so as someone who just couldn't love it anymore um uh whenever they put it out in reach it was not the same thing at all i mean you could go in and and do like uh you know custom games and all that but like the thing that made firefight so great obviously or at least for me uh was the fact that the there was no end to it. Yeah. And it just did, did not lend itself at all to, uh, to having it in like a matchmaking. Um, That's right. Yeah. Situation. Right. And so like, I know that, uh, I played a shitload, and Travis did too. That's um, a technical term first folks, uh, of score attack where it was the, the solo firefight and, you know, like grunt apocalypse and all that. Apocalypse to me was was awesome, 
But, it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, you know, so for me, in Reach, there was Grumpocalypse, and then there was the Firefight Versus. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was so that brief. Was cool. And so that was brief. only in the game for, like, a, a few weeks. I know. And Which is a shame. That was such a shame. They could have brought that back and tried it again. And so, well, yeah, I I still am upset at the fact that they, because you can tell that they put a lot of time into that. And I, for whatever reason, uh, it just didn't get a lot of love after that. But, um, but like, so like I said earlier, as someone who just loves the fuck out of ODST Firefight, I didn't feel the same way at all about the Reach Firefight. And so I, I think I can actually uh, kind of understand maybe like, okay, well, what, you know, all right, well, these guys are going over there doing the campaign. These other guys over there, they're doing multiplayer. All right, we're the firefight team uh, or that, that part of the game. Uh, well, let's, let's look at how, how the, uh, you know, how, how it went in the last game. And I can tell you that those numbers cannot be very impressive at all in terms of just overall popularity of firefight, especially as the game got older and older. You know, that's the thing then. So three, four, three had the opportunity to look back over all those years of development, even if it was just reach and ODST with regards to firefight and determine what was the best of the both of them. And they could have then combined that to give us a new version of firefight that wasn't Spartan Ops. Now, maybe that's what they considered Spartan Ops to be, but uh, you're right about uh, ODST, you know, not having an end and, you know, you could, you know, you had to work as a team. You could certainly die and then your game would be over. Um, the one frustrating thing that I found about ODST's firefight, and mind you, I very much loved it, was it's that was the lag. And if you had one person lag out, your game was done. And boy, I can't tell you, uh, you know, we had several times. Yeah, I knew Zach was going to say something. We had times where, you know, we were going for that um, that one challenge. Yeah, the Vidmaster. And just before the two hours would hit or maybe in the last wave or two, somebody would lag out and fuck if we didn't lose two hours worth of gameplay. And that was frustrating as shit. So that's when, when the decision was made then in Reach to shorten it where it was actual games, you know, 15, 20-minute games, I didn't mind that so much because then if, if something happened and somebody lagged out, usually, first of all, somebody lagged out, your game could still go on. But even if it didn't, you didn't feel like you wasted a lot of time. So I didn't mind that so much. There was good and bad. So there was something there then that 343 could have built upon from both of them and given us another version, their version of Firefight, but still remain true to the Halo franchise. Instead, they just nixed it completely, and they gave us Spartan Ops. I, again, enjoyed Spartan Ops, but it definitely was a different feel than Firefight. Robowski, though, man, you need to, you need to get in here, man. What's next on, uh, on uh, matchmaking? Because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We really still barely scratched the surface, and well, we're almost two hours in. Well, we briefly touched this. Um, I don't think we're two hours in. Hour and 40. No, I'd say we're maybe hour and maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's just our Skype call. Oh, okay. So, the, uh, Sal happened to mention, too, that he actually saw an article about, or like a, a post where like a modder actually was able to make theater mode available in the <laughs> Spartan Ops. So, no, in campaign. Yeah, yes, the campaign is part ops, and so it, it's doable. But for some reason, they just didn't do it just because of bandwidth 
is what they say. Uh, but seriously, I mean, they have nothing to not benefit from by putting theater mode and campaign as part ops. You That's see right. the montages on a multiplayer. I mean, dear God, I probably have 50, 60, 70 videos saved on Halo 4. Yeah. That is very long. Campaign-wise, people could make some great campaign videos. Think of the people from uh, halospeed.net. I think that's uh, what their uh, URL is. Um, they do time trials of running through maps very quickly. And the fact that they had actually had to use a capture card for that right. while they're actually doing it. And the, and you don't get it from any viewpoint. You have to get it from the S- FPS viewpoint. You can't snap it off as you know as in the... Uh, uh, the modern mode, the camera, you know. And there's there's a real quick point I want to make here. That stuff like that, th- like the stats for this kind of stuff, probably look really small for them. There's probably not a lot of people that, that were using those things. But think about all the free advertisement. Think about the hype that's generated from that. All the people right. that watch those videos on YouTube, like all of that, it like didn't. It somebody's missing it. Somebody's like it's like jet joke. And here's the other thing too, with with like things like screenshots. You know, back then we didn't have sites like Pinterest and Imager and all these other ones. And now you've got all these specific photo sites, you know, where you can throw up any kind of graphics. And, uh, you know, I know, like, for me, I have a a Pinterest site. So you better believe I go on there and I find as much Halo stuff I can and repin it on there and let people see that, you know. If I was able to get in the campaign, oh, my God, there's so much stuff that I could take from that and pin it up, you know. Um, I would love to get more pictures of the Didact and uh, and uh, and the Prometheans and the new versions of uh, of the Covenant and many of the Vistas, which they did a beautiful job in the campaign. But you know, what is it to have a beautiful looking campaign if you can't take some screenshots from it? You know, and easy, not having. A, I don't want to have to get a freaking capture card and then only be able to get it in first person view. That's just crap. And here's the thing. I've said it before, and this will be the last time I say it. I swear to God. I hope to God. But I'm not going to promise. But anyways, <laughs> um, now I forgot my train of thought. Oh, my God. Of course I did. No, oh, Halo 3, six years ago, it had theater. Why oh, does yeah. Halo 4 not have it now? It's in there. It's in the code. I Again, Rubowski mentioned it. Um you know, we, I found out about a, a modder who who was able to get in there. He, he was able to manipulate the code and get it. Okay, maybe that's against Xbox policy. However, well, it's still it's the policy. Yeah, if, it still if the guy shows. Go in and hack it though. That's, yeah, that's not the same thing as it being on the disc and them just having to flip a switch. But the, the thing is, is even if they can't necessarily flip a switch, how freaking hard would it be for them to be able to do this? For me, it seems like it would be a matter of a uh, you know uh, of an update, a patch, or something like that that they could yeah, allow it us to seems do this. Like something's broken in it, and they don't want to take the time to fix it, or maybe they don't want us to see some of the broken elements of the game. But who cares about that? I, I know that's what I'm saying. They're you know? they're stopping the fans from building the hype and the love and the passion about their game. They're like stopping it. Yeah, because they're like, like, well, to I don't want to say that. Never mind. All right, when Halo Three came out and it had theater mode in it, people were able to break out of maps. I can tell you, I don't know how many times I used to go in with friends, and we would. This was not theater. This was in regular campaign, and we would find ways to break out of the map to get to different areas or to get to another portion of the map where you were not supposed to be at, and 
and then go back in the theater and then go check that out and take screenshots. Now, was Bungie mad that, that you did that? You know, it didn't seem like they were. They didn't really care, you know. In fact, you know, having something like that in the game might actually motivate some young kid out there to be a game developer to say, well, hell, I think I can do something like that. Not having it, and it certainly strips any chance of that even happening. But the thing is, is so they had theater in Halo 3. If they found or if they thought that it was going to be such a bad thing that people could see the broken areas of the map, then why did they give it to us in ODST? Why did they give it to us in Reach? It obviously was not that big of a deal for Bungie to show that, you know, hey, their maps weren't complete or, you know, or that you could get into areas you probably shouldn't have. So why is it such a big deal for 343 then? Is it because they're afraid of their graphics weren't maybe as good in some areas or that, you know, maybe they cheated some areas? Look, that's part of game design. We know that. They're not talking to us. They're not telling us. So yeah, but the thing is, is we, we know that. We know that, you know, graphics aren't always, you know, when you got things far and away, you know, you don't expect them, you know, up in the skybox. You don't expect them to be high resolution. They only need to be as high enough of a resolution to look good when you're far away. So they can be low res and still look good because you're far enough away. You know when you go into theater, if you're lucky enough to get close up to it, you don't expect it to be high res. So what's oh, the big deal? There's low, there's low res stuff in matchmaking. Sure there yeah, is. Most definitely. Sure there is. You know, so so but I you just... Know, the fact that there's theater in matchmaking, I think, totally debunks the whole they're afraid of their graphics or whatever right so i just well, that's think the thing. we don't know what it is because they're well, not i talking. just i mean if you if you look at all the you know things that they've had to put in the game after the game was already out i mean i, th I think to me what that tells me is that it they literally have a you know a time and resource problem that they true enough solve. i don't think that a lot of this stuff like i don't think they're saying fuck those guys who like campaign screenshots like fuck those guys <laughs> you know what i mean like i just think i just think uh, that they saying that i just think that that you know all right look they, can they i only they are they only they they only have so many people and no matter how many people you can put on on you know a, a development team i don't think any of us are really developers so that's right you're I right think most of us are probably talking out of our ass me more than anybody but i'm not uh, farting currently <laughs> i mean my, my take on like the screenshot stuff is like i didn't go into halo to be a photographer and and minecraft builder i go into frag people i've barely touched forge sure enough i've but, not even really taken a single screenshot i just don't give a shit but look at look at all the machinima though that has come out because of that not just on halo 3 but certainly a ton more in reach because you could do all those things in campaign and have theater and that. So there's machinima, and that's created entertainment and was able to get the name even further out there or at least keep it alive. And by not having an end, now, now, let's get back to this. There's so many things that 343 changed that were unnecessary changes. Again, let's go back to grunts, jackals, the forward and the dawn, those kind of things. Changing all the emblems up or taking out emblems that weren't there, you know, that, that were there previously and putting in their own. They wanted to add all this, all these stamps of 343 this, 343 that, 343 this. Yeah. And they took out some of these other things 
that had been in the game and in fact still are in the game and they just blocked the coding so that they wouldn't allow us to have access to some of these things. They're there. They're there in the game. Yet they decided to change some of these other aspects to say, well, this, we're Halo now. We're the, we're the ones that hold the, hold the license. So we're going to make it our own. I'm sorry, 343. Yes. You technically, yes. It's yours and you, you you have the reins of it. However, what are they blocking on the disc? Well, I'll actually take over that part. Go ahead. Maybe they, they tried to make it filled and then blocked it. Well, he, we all know the game type, uh, Mini Slayer. That was a very popular game type that actually got put into matchmaking. Modded. But then we actually found, like, a modders actually found games like Race, Assault, Invasion, Stockpile, Headhunter. They all found them on the disc. Right. They, they weren't unlocked for some reason. Maybe maybe like they crashed. Maybe like too much lag or whatever. But the fact is, is all these things were in the game. Now, he's talking about Mini Slayer. Mini Slayer was a modded game type. And yet all of a sudden, you know, a few weeks later, a month later, it comes out. And it's now in matchmaking. Uh, You look at Race. You look at Race. Race, not having Race at launch killed a whole community you know killed websites because that's that was something that they thrived on now what's happening race was a modded game type all of a sudden oh now we're gonna have race coming out as in rocket race and then a regular race however it's not the modded race which actually is the truer form of race which is again that code is there and they just found a way to unlock it modders did now instead instead of having a dedicated race type now we have ricochet attributes used in making a race game type not the same it's okay though if it works that's fine but you know we're seeing that these modded game types all of a sudden are coming out so now it makes me wonder you know uh there was that one was it called conversion i think uh somebody made and it was taken from elements of invasion yeah yeah you know conversion night it's a blast yeah and and so now we're seeing 343 actually uh, showcase that on Halo Waypoint. So are we going to see that come into matchmaking? Assault. Why the hell did Assault go away? That was a very popular game type. Yeah. And it's in. It's on the disc. So could we possibly see that come? It makes me wonder. Now, and this is me just just thinking way outside the box here, okay? But it makes me wonder... Are these real modders, or is it 343 actually kind of putting it out there and seeing if people bite on it? Do they like it? And then saying, oh, well, you know what? We can do that. We can put that in the game. Because if not enough people bite on it, then they won't consider putting it back in the game. But if enough people do, then like, you know what? People like this. Okay, it won't take that much to do. The code's already there. We can just go ahead and, you know, do a patch, and there you go. You know, and now it's in. You know, you do a little update, it's there. So it makes me wonder, are we going to see Assault? Are we going to see uh, Headhunter and Stockpile? Now, regarding Headhunter and Stockpile, have to say no. Uh, we probably won't because those were specific to Reach, and they seem like they want to get away from a lot of what Reach had with with the exception of, you know, like armor abilities and that kind of stuff. Like they wanted to kind of get away from that. Um, but it just makes me wonder, you know, all these game types are there and it takes, it took some modders, very little manipulation to all of a sudden make these available. So why aren't they available to us now? Again, you know, some of these, the ones that I listed, the community is so small now. 
Yes, but it wasn't at the beginning. It wasn't. And they had two discs. It's not like they couldn't. It's Every not like they didn't have enough room. Has two discs. An install disc and a play disc. I mean, I'm not going to last much longer. The show's going to go way too late for me. So I just wanted to get something out quickly. I'll try to last another ten minutes. But like, <laughs> I could I could sum up Halo Four's story from beginning to now with an with an analogy. Picture Halo in its entirety as a nice, beautiful, shiny Porsche 911, Ooh. and it's parked in and it's parked in Daddy's garage. Daddy's name is Bungie. Three four three got their hands on the keys, or was given the keys in trust, and they went driving around so fast and so awesome. Look at what we're gonna do. We're, we're driving a Porsche and wrapped it around a fucking pole. Halo four, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, like it or love it, that's the story. Uh, okay, like so the, gotta, like, let's put these bumpers on it, and let's put these, and let's give it this kind of paint job, and and then it's not the same. But they were trying to do or... it while driving and wrote the car yeah. off. So, so skills, you got a soup analogy in and a car analogy in. Did you want to go for the hat trick? <laughs> All right. Now, Gabe, good to hear from you. Well, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get a few words in. <clears throat> well, speak up, man. I, I'm look. I know I'm opinionated, but I'm also passionate about it. So, a gentleman does not interrupt another gentleman in the court of Halo. So I'll give it. Why no one knows you're there? There's other people here that we've barely heard from. <laughs> We're talking about some good game types. Like, what would you want to see in Halo 5? What, what did they push? Most of my quandaries relate to the story in Halo 4 and how they made it very dependent on reading Greg Bear's books to understand what the fuck is going on. And then they went from saying, in plain English, humans are forerunners in the Bungie games and even in the Halo Legends video. That's right. And then, oh no, the, the Forerunners was this guy's name was Jack. This is what he had for breakfast. He had one more finger than we do, and he looked kind of fucked up. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to play a fucking curveball. I don't give a shit who the didact is. I don't, to me, the Forerunners and all that mystery was one of the coolest parts of Halo was not knowing. That's right. Yeah, I think they don't so need too. to just spell it out and leave breadcrumbs and say, oh, here it is on a silver platter. All the fucking cool That's right. intrigue that was part of this great series before they wrapped the car around a fucking pole. And I mean, like, that. why couldn't Joe Statton have, like, you know, been brought in a couple times so that he could have went, what the fuck? And helped them, <laughs> and helped them fix it. You know, you know I mean? speak like, of- it's just, ugh, like, like, the story, like, I try to play campaign now. I last five minutes and I turn it off. I'm speaking about, started go ahead, Cass. Twenty minutes into campaign, the first time I fired it up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, the humans. I'm like, this is in. not Halo. This yeah. is not Halo. You know, speaking about, you mentioned forerunners. You mentioned forerunners, and 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 about them being ancient humans. Now, let's just look at that. They're called forerunners for a reason. Just like, for instance, in the states here, we call our our first presidents, the forefathers. They're the ones that came before us, so obviously they're the forerunners. And why are humans called reclaimers? It wouldn't make sense that forerunners were calling reclaimers reclaimers at the same time they existed 100,000 years ago back exactly, in the war. But you know? the Halo Array is a galactic reboot button for all living things because they destroy it all and then they reseed it all. Right. Which is why humans were repopulating their old forerunner planet. That's right, and that's why they're called reclaimers. 
That's yeah, why they're called reclaimers, they, because they're reclaiming what was once theirs, which yeah. was they were forerunners. And this is you know? what they are now, the reclaimers. They come back to reclaim what but was theirs. But didn't they kind of know they were doomed after they released the Flood? So when they designed these Halo they weapons, did they know that life was going to restart? They didn't release the Flood. It showed up. And they had well, whatever. Yeah. When they knew, when they were basically going to recycle the universe, didn't they know that evolution would happen again? And of course, they planned on it. Of so course, they, knew, they did. So they knew there would be reclaimers coming. They were going to contain the grave mine, starve it out, and let everything restart, and hope to God nobody found the ring and pressed the wrong button. Oops. Yep. You know. Like, <laughs> so you know what? Now that I hate to say that aside, because it really is a big thing. But that aside. So 343 says, you know what, we're going to change up the story. Okay. So they add in this new race now, which is the Forerunners. And it does add some more of a dynamic element. It gives us a new set of enemies instead of, you know, fighting the same old quote-unquote tired covenant. You know, because at the end of Halo 3, we have a truce with them. So they had to come up with some kind of a new enemy. And they didn't want to bring back the Flood either. So what were they going to do? So they did the Forerunners as a different storyline than what we were used to. Okay, I I don't necessarily agree with it. But I can bear that. I can understand why they went the direction. Um, Go ahead. I could not bear the spray and pray Promethean (laughs) bullshit. Where it's just like, okay, here comes the bullet hoses. That's how you fight. (laughs) Well, I'm not talking about the specific, you know, like how they fire and all that. I'm talking about just the story in itself. You know, now now that you mentioned the Prometheans, though, uh, now that you mentioned those Prometheans, uh, let's look at... um, there was the uh, the game developers conference that happened a while after Halo 4 came out. Josh Holmes, creative director for 343, uh, gave the speech, and it was the post-mortem report about Halo 4. In particular, he's talking about the Promethean Knights and the long development of it and the fact that they weren't really satisfied with what they got at the end. Now, some of you may know, but for everybody else that's listening out there, we were actually supposed to get six versions of Prometheans. We weren't supposed to get just Knights crawlers and watchers we actually were supposed to get those three as well as kings queens and pawns thereby playing on the chess um you know game type uh, uh, you know uh, um analogy there but because they were taking so long in developing the knight they didn't have the opportunity to develop the king and the queen i gotta tell you folks that knight the knight design i just don't like it too damn clunky. Oh. How can it have this big ass hunchback thing? You know, granted, okay, it can teleport everywhere now. And that's how they, you know, they can get around. But it just, it, just, it, it second, never scared me. It wasn't like the flood. Before the game came out, though, didn't you think he, it looked totally badass before the game came out? Yeah, oh yeah. Before well, they, the game had... came out, it looked like a like badass. It was like, oh my god, that looks so freaking cool. The yeah, head and then, did. And then you go to, and then you go to play the game, and it's like. The the heads look cool, you know, and, and when and when you saw when you saw it open up and there was that skull, yeah, that was cool. But I always thought they kind of looked kind of clunky. And then when I got into the game, it was like, really? See what, so you, what you I you thought it I, looked clunky before the game came out. What's that? You thought it looked clunky before the game ever came out. Before you saw it in action, you thought it looked clunky. Yeah, I still kind of thought they looked clunky. I, ne- I never, never liked that big-ass beetle hunchback shit they have on them. <laughs> never did. Now, the action figure, mind you, I have the the, the, the McFarlane uh, Promethean Knight action figure. 
that looks cool. Why? Because I can hold it in my hands and it's 3D and it's right here, but it's still clunky. You know, but, but you know, at least that looks cool. But in the game, eh, not so much. But give me theater mode. Oh, sure, I'll take a ton of pictures. It'll be close up of like the sword, the, the head and all that. But give me that option. At least let me take some pictures. But anyways, go ahead. I digress. Dead air. Well, what I didn't like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rebass. No, no, no. Go. I, I could care less about the, the knights, the way they they those guys looked. I mean, the thing that really... Uh, that I, I hated about the Prometheans were the crawlers and the fact that those were like the, the grunts of the Prometheans, but they're, they're so low to the ground. Uh, like, uh, it would have been nice to have those guys bipedal. Uh, and just have like the crawlers be like the uh, the drones, I guess. Of the it, it kind of bothers me too, though, uh, as well with that. That if these were supposed to be ancient humans, then why why did they have these different body types like that? You know, it just seems like like you were saying the crawlers were kind of like the dumbed down versions. So were they? dumb humans and that's what they became crawlers and only those that had some kind of form of intelligence became uh watchers or i'm sorry uh knights i just i'm, I'm you know just i just didn't like fighting against them yeah yeah it was, it was what i didn't like about fighting against them was just it seemed like you have less ammo uh in halo 4 Oh, by so you'd use up a lot of ammo just trying to get those guys like you seem to always have ammo for the flood or grunts but when it came to Halo 4, shooting those things, I'd always find myself low on ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with, like, fighting the Flood. One, one reason I hate fighting against the Flood, and maybe it's this is just out of my own ignorance, but, you know, one reason why I love the uh, fighting against the Covenant so much is, like, each class of Covenant has, like, a, a way you take them down, right? Like, uh, if you're going up against, uh, like, in Halo 3 with the Brutes or, you know, in any of the other ones with the Elites, you know, you have to first take out the shield, the plasma weapon or whatever, and then you can go for a headshot. You know, grunts, headshot. Uh, with the Jackals, you know, some people are really good at throwing grenades. Other people are really good at, at you know, shooting that shot just in the right way to where it uh, kind of goes through that little divot on the sides of the shield. You know, with the uh, with the uh, hunters, you have to keep shooting them in the back. Whereas, like with the flood and with the Prometheans that I found, again, this might be totally out of my own ignorance, but it's just like, well, you just got to pump a lot into those You're right. guys. Yep. Like, there's there's no there's no uh, like method, or I can't quite find the right word. You're right. No, that's good. Yeah, no, there's no strategy. Like strategy. Yeah. Well, they're bullet sponges. That, that's the main. Pretty much. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah, in I, Halo I, Two, you I, could take the flood out. Couldn't you shoot them uh, like right where the little antenna came out or something? Yeah, there was like a little where the squiggly infection form is. You yeah, yeah. that was like their head. You know what I missed from uh, from earlier Halo games, like in Halo Three, the flamethrower. Yes. Oh my God, you could take the flood out no problem then. Except for those few moments where they're point blank, and then you got flaming flood giving you a bear hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robaski, why don't we move to the next, uh, point of topic here? 
Well, I okay, mean, wait, are, are we done with matchmaking? Because there was one more thing I wanted to say on Go ahead. Please do. I think there's, close. there's, there's a lot oh. about matchmaking. Okay. 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 The main thing is, I got sidetracked, and I want to hear from you guys. Um, and I, I'm kind of being silent and listening to you guys because on my show, I present my point of view quite frequently. Um, but some game types that are not on Halo 4 that should be on there. I mean, my top pick will be Assault by far, without a shadow of a doubt. That game type should be there. What are some game types that you think? that should be in Halo 5 no matter what. One flag. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I didn't yeah. think about that. Very yeah. good. And uh, neutral flag. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, One neutral flag. Neutral flag, neutral bomb as well. I mean, if yeah. you're going to have assault, come on, man. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, well, race. I wasn't a big race person at I all. I love the rocket race. Rocket, rocket race. race was fun every once in a while. It is coming yeah. back. We were just playing that in Reach a couple nights ago, and it was we couldn't stop laughing. There's a yeah. big difference, though, in Rocket Race and regular race. Though. Yeah, there yeah. is. Rocket Race was better. Those are different <laughs> Even though I used to play the shit out of that game, and like I said, yeah, I was we laughing the whole time. Just like, <laughs> like the one where you couldn't really kill the other players, but I've done one where I shoot the mongoose. It goes whipping through three people, and you get a triple kill. <laughs> like awesome moments like that like, and that's that's the kind of stuff that needs to be in this game we need to have the fun aspect too of that kind of stuff yeah, too the awesome moments that are Halo if I remember correctly you guys went into that matchmaking kicking and screaming because I got that game type before it got released <laughs> and um, skills Big Heeb and BK you guys really just fought me every step of the way of that <laughs> game type so you won us over Rob I no fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and re-listen to that show, you could probably just hear just hatred and anger out of my yeah, voice. Game dude on the um, podcast chat is saying invasion, and I second that motion. Absolutely, invasion was awesome. That that was part of the fun of that, you know, being able to play, you know, taking turns, being able to play as Spartans, then being able to play as elites. You know, I completely enjoyed that game type and it, and it was so underused in reach that 343 had the opportunity to to do more with that but they were just so against anybody playing as elites that they completely stripped that out of halo 4 uh, because there was a lot of elite playing hating going on in halo 3 so it ruined swat yeah. Yeah, well you know what they could have done that would have been really smart did anybody play um that well, what was that zombie Left for Dead game where you played the versus mode? Oh, so good! Oh yeah. Before before Halo Four came out, um, a little daydream I had is that how awesome it would be if they had a flood version where people could choose which flood form they wanted to be. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, like when I saw that they were making a new flood form and stuff, and then what do they give us? They give us one flood form. They all look exactly alike, like a carbon copy. Which, as an artist, I find extremely annoying. Like I, I don't. That drives me crazy. Yes, yeah, the flood, all, they're, they're random and fucked up. Yeah, like they, they all have. Well, first of all, they don't look like flood. Okay, that kills me. That's not Halo. I don't know what that is, but it, it's not. It's not Halo. And then. They've all got the flood form coming out in the same exact spot. It's like, you know, and it's not, it's like their leg, too. It's not even their neck. It's like, it's all wrong. It's just wrong. But they all look exactly the same. Does that drive anybody else crazy? Yeah. What drives me crazy is, like, you know, we 
talked earlier about, uh, you know, 343 having like a resource problem. And this was something that uh, me and Travis talked about on our uh, episode whenever Halo 4 came out. We were, you know, just talking about it, basically. And and I said that I think a huge uh, example of resource mismanagement was the fact that, you know, they that you know the the fact that they added like a an actual flood uh character or whatever is like they had to actually go in and build that whereas like you know there wasn't anything really wrong with uh, uh infection you know as it was before where your guy just turns a color he can't you know be any other time uh and that's the type of stuff that I, that I see that like huh you, you really, you, you know, you only have so much time you can work with, no matter how many people you put on the game, and you actually spent time on that. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. considering the flood was supposed to be gone, why do we well, have flood back? Well, it just in this one game type, but I mean, like, it just to me, like, you know, it's not like people were dying to to be flood in infection. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I. I you know, I, I've heard and I agree with a lot of the criticism that uh, that was, uh, you know, given to uh, infection and all that. I'd, I've never cared for that game type in in the least. It all started back in Halo 2 when a couple of kids said, hey, you want to play zombies? <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, yeah my, my point, though, is that, like, I've heard tons and tons of shit talked about uh, infection. And I never once had I ever heard, like... You know, fuck that. I'm not wearing black or tan or whatever in in, in Reach. Like, <laughs> no no one was complaining about that. There was plenty more if they wanted to to improve on that game type that they could have done. Like maybe just taking it out. Well, um, they went flood. Flood huh? is a simple game type of you shoot them in the face. That's it. Yeah. Adding thruster pack to the flood in Halo Four. To me, just run the game. Yep. Uh, it should be so difficult for the Flood to actually win that game. It, it should go on and on and keep on going. Yeah. And Flood in Halo 4, I'm sorry, does not work that well anyways because the maps are so... Um, and we'll discuss the maps later on, but the maps are so like uh, convoluted. There are so many obstacles in the way it actually gives more of an advantage towards a flood than in our typical Halo 2 maps that were completely wide open. We played on Foundation. I mean, you would get popped in the head once you turned a corner. Mm-hmm. I love playing as the infected mm-hmm. in Halo 4's flood because I slapped the shit out of motherfuckers with that giant claw. <laughs> <laughs> you want to move on to the next point here, Rob- Robosky? Yeah, so- most definitely, and uh, I'm actually paying attention to uh, the Twit uh, chat, so good to have some people on here. Definitely. Should so, we start uh, over so they can hear the beginning? <laughs> no. no. Oh, God. This is something that was brought up by Sal that is a huge point, a tremendous point. Playlist management. Yes. And briefly, Sal, would you like to explain... <laughs> What you meant about that. Yeah. Okay, so... Everybody else's opinion on this. That's right, yeah. 
Uh, and again, sorry, folks, if I'm talking a lot here. Yes, everybody knows I'm pretty opinionated about this. Okay, so playlist management. Uh, first of all, this uh, rotational playlist that's come out, there was really no need to do that. Um, some of the things that they're they're switching around, moving, taking away, it just doesn't make sense. Now, granted, we're not privy to the numbers. However, let's well, we just... kind of are. Some, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. But let's look at some things here. You've got CTF that's its own playlist, and it's popular. However, you've got other... and we're, let's, I'm just talking about uh, objective types for the moment. So you've got Oddball that's out there, and... It was part of the rotational playlist, and now it's gone. And you've got uh, um, Regicide that you almost virtually never see now, with the exception of Big Team every once in a while. King of the Hill, same thing. Why can't we have a traditional team objective like they actually had at the beginning of this game? And then they decided to switch it up to 6v6, which was just stupid. I'm sorry, it was just dumb. They already had a 6v6 game type in Dominion, and that was good enough. Now so there's none. Yeah, now there's... Yeah, right. There's there's no there's no 6v6, and there's no team objective. You know, if you look at 6v6, 6v6 game types, we had... Uh, what was it? Was it Squad Battle was 6v6, I think? Yeah. Maybe it was 5v5. But then Invasion Squad and Reach. Battle. Invasion okay. and Reach. That's okay. That's okay. Um, you know, so you had you def, you definitely had your six v six game types, and they needed to keep that in there. Now, getting rid of Dominion, when Dominion has com- commendations attached to it, it is ridiculous for them to have given up, uh, you know, Dominion uh, to something else. Now, if you're going to do that, instead of just totally giving up on Dominion, but by, by the way, is a game type that they created. Granted, we all know that it really is a variation of, like, land grab or territories, but whatever they want to label it, you know, and they added some new graphics and pretty things to it, they can call it Dominion, that's fine. Don't get rid of it. It needs to stay there. People need to be, you know, those people that are commendation wars like myself will want to go play that. Now, I've already mastered it, so I don't care, but there's still plenty of people out there that want to play that or at least have the option to play it. So how hard would it, would it be for them to just add two more initial spawns in Big Team Battle and then have an 8v8 Dominion? I just can't see why that would be so hard. Again, we're not developers, but it just doesn't seem like it would be that hard. Yeah. Now, we need to have a dedicated team objective. That was, that's been a staple for a long time in Halo. So we need to have CTF. Oddball, King of the Hill, and now this new game, Regicide, which is really VIP. But again, whatever they want to recall it that's or rename it, that's fine. We need to have that dedicated playlist. And we need to have something as an alternative as a 4v4 playlist other than Slayer-type games like, you know, like Slayer, SWAT, Snipers. We need to have, um, you know, we need to have this 4v4 objective-type playlist and instead of only having it in big team battle as well. I don't understand why we don't have a 2v2 playlist, which is doubles. We don't have 3v3, which used to be uh, multi-team in Halo Reach, but when it came to Halo 4, they made it six teams of two. You know, there's there's times where you don't, you know, you have maybe three yourself and two friends on. Well, then what do you do? You have to go into a game type 
that you have to take a random in. I don't want to do that. So give me a 2v2 playlist, 3v3, whatever, you know, 3, however many teams playlist, 4v4 varied playlists being Slayer versions and objective versions. Um, We don't necessarily need to have a 5v5 because you can have 6v6 be Dominion and and then you go to 8v8 from there. Um, You know, the, the, the way that they're moving things around, it's just like... It was an experiment to them. They weren't looking far enough ahead. And why are they just so against going back to the formulas that worked? You know, again, I am I'm keep harping on Team Objective because that's a big one. You know, why get rid of all these other game types that have commendations locked into them? If you want your players to keep coming back to the game, once you hit 130 in the game, there's not much more to play for to really, you know, if, if you're looking to unlock or get new things other than to work on those commendations. And you can't work on them if those playlists aren't available. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any freaking sense. You know, let's put a little sense back into this playlist management. You've got to give those those playlists or those play types or game types, you've got to make them available. And doing it as a rotational playlist I'm sorry, that was just a bad decision because now you have what's the one? What's what is it this week? It's uh, for these two weeks is Oddball, I think. Oddball, yeah. Okay, now we're lucky with Oddball in that some of those commendations also count if you're playing it in Ricochet or if you're playing it in uh, Griffball. But other game types like King of the Hill, forget it. Uh, you know, I remember bugging the shit out of some of you folks. In fact, here. Like, I want to play King of the Hill. I want to play King of the Hill. Play King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Because once it went away, we don't have a timetable when it's coming back. Because they only have the rotational playlist up until the beginning of January. And that's it. We don't know if it's going to come back or if it's going to transform into something else. If those playlists will completely go away, we don't know. So you had to, if you were wanted to work on King of the Hill, you had to bust your ass and finish it because you didn't know when you were going to get the chance. Again, you might be able to play King of the Hill in BTB, but it comes up rarely. And like Chaos knows, bug the shit out of her. I want King of the Hill. Now what am I bugging the shit out of her for? I want the laser. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that's... <laughs> Can I have the laser? <laughs> yeah, and that's anytime we go into Capture the Flag or, you know, yeah, if, if especially if it's like if Ragnarok comes up, let's vote for Ragnarok. I need, I need laser, which, by the way, I need like tw- 12 more kills, so that's not that big of a deal anymore. But anyways... Um, you know, now, Regicide, that's coming up here. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the next one or not, but you better believe I'm going to be bugging the shit out of my friends to play that for two weeks because it's only up there for two weeks. I've got to get, like, 50 more wins, and there's another reason why I want to get it. It's beyond just fin- uh, doing the commendations. For me, I have the the web series that I want to produce, which is called Macrounds. I'll talk about that another time, not on this podcast, but I want to get the emblem that goes along with those commendations because it has to deal with the web series. Again, that's just me as one person, but you know, if you want to motivate your players to come back, knowing that there's these other things out there that they could potentially get, the, it's, a, it's just a wrong way to go about it by taking away those opportunities as opposed to putting them in and sure. So maybe CTF gets picked, you know, 75% of the time, but if you completely strip away those opportunities, those, they get picked none of the time. And it just doesn't make sense. I, I really have to wonder who is making these kinds of decisions. Yeah. Okay. That's about as nutshell as I can get it. Go ahead. 
with with the low population, I really think they need to um, consolidate, consolidate, or take some yeah. playlists out. Well, um, and it would be nice if they had yeah uh, because playlists of different numbers, so that you know they got two playlists with five in each. Yeah, and yeah. then it just isn't uh, anyway. That goes to what I was saying about having a 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, 5v5, 6, and then 8. They need to have those. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it doesn't help when the population is so low that you have all these different people, like, spread out everywhere. Yeah. Like, I remember when they still had a DLC playlist for Majestic. There was, like, less than 100 people playing. Are you talking about just Majestic alone? Yeah, when they had, like, the only DLC playlist. Yeah. It was like less than a hundred most of the time, and that was only for that specific map pack that was out. Yeah. Now you know, here's the thing. It, okay, since you brought that up, there's two things about that. I still think that even with the population being as low as it as it is, they need to have a DLC playlist and keep it there for all DLC. Because look at all of us that bought the DLC, and we have a hell of a time trying to play it because not everybody has it. You give Thank us a DLC, you. yes. You give us a DLC playlist, and now we know definitely. We're going to go in to that playlist and at least play one of the maps that we got. And by the way, how many DLC maps are there? There are there are eleven maps that that are DLC. Not, not including not including Forge World. We had three in Crimson, three in Majestic, three in in uh, Castle, and then we got two more in uh, in the Champions Bundle. So that's eleven yeah. maps out there. And that, that's probably what, sorry. No, I'm just saying that's 11 maps out there that a great majority of the time, those of us that paid extra money, you want our money, but you're not giving us the opportunity to play this. I mean, that, would be, exactly. that was enough to make me not really want to play matchmaking at all. I spent all this money on DLC, and all I play is Forge shit. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, not you even were... the shit that came out of the box or the DLC. Right. Goddamn. Put Forge in its own little playlist so the Forge kids can go have their yeah, Forge and it's. Fun. It's shitty. Some of it's shitty Forge. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but I've, I've been seeing Forge. some of the most beautiful, talented maps from some of the coolest people, and the stuff that it winds up in matchmaking, I'm like, where did you get this? Yeah. Where did this come from? Not all of it. Don't get me wrong. I love Onyx. I think Onyx is Yeah, Onyx is smoking. shit, man. Yeah. But some of this <laughs> other crap. Now, real quick, though, going back on Majestic, recently they did an experiment where they made Majestic... A um, that it was mandatory for Team Slayer. Now, let me give you some real numbers, and how I know them is because I watched, I play every day, hours a day, so I watched the playlist population. Okay, before they made Majestic mandatory for Team Slayer, the numbers for Team Slayer were almost always hovering around fifty percent of whatever BTB was. So, as an example, if Big Team Battle was at seven thousand. Team Slayer was roughly around 3,500. As soon as they made Majestic mandatory, that number dropped down to about a tenth of whatever BTB was. So it went from, instead of being 3,500, it went, you know, uh, which was half of the 7,000, it went down to 700. It so didn't come back, right? It, it, wait, hold on, hold on. So that's an 80% drop of what it was from 3,500 down to 700. An 80% drop. That was a, it was a, um, again, just an experiment that they wanted to do to see, you know, if DLC was going to do well. Now, they let that go on for weeks and 
Team Slayer suffered tremendously. You cannot tell me that somebody there in their right mind would say, you know what, this has, even after a few days, or let's say even a week, say, you know what, hey, the hell with this, man. We lost 80% of people in Team Slayer, and it's not showing up in the rest of the population because it didn't. It's not like Big Team B, uh, BTB got that much bigger. It maybe picked up a little bit, but not that much because people that play Team Slayer on a regular occasion are not typically the ones that are going to go and play a bigger team. They want to stick with the smaller teams. Yeah. Not everybody, but there's a portion well, of them. There's enough of a per percentage of that. So finally, when they, the 343 says, okay, our experiment's over. Let's take Majestic back out and let's keep, it's just going to be the maps that are on the disc. Guess what happened? Bam! Population yeah. came back. It came back to where it was pre-DLC pre, uh, required. That shows you right there. Now, that, that one, people don't have the DLC, so you need to make a DLC playlist for those of us that do. It might not be heavily populated, but you need to give us an opportunity to have that. But it also shows you, you can't screw around with the formula that was working before. You know, And how quickly does it need to, you know, or, or how long does it need to take before... Somebody makes a decision to say, you know what, our population is suffering because of this decision. We need to take it out. If it's an experiment, you say, okay, experiment's over quickly. Let's get, let's be done with it. You know, okay. You know where the problem is, though. Seriously, Frank O'Connor. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I coughed. My apologies. Uh, we came across this problem on Halo Reach because we bought a lot of cool maps. Um, Highlands, I think that's the name of the map. Uh, incredible, probably one of the best DLC maps on Halo Reach. I enjoyed it. Yep. Um, what they have to do is great backstory. After a couple months, they need to make it free because we are not playing the maps that we paid for. That's right. If they not free, at least a steep freaking discount. Give people motivation to want to buy it. Uh, they did this in Halo Two. People pay for the maps so they could have it two, three months ahead of time. But now they're segregating the community. Um, we're not playing the maps that we're pay paying for. Exactly. Just like a, a short bizzle in uh, in Twitch, he said, "I miss Harvest." He's right. I haven't played Harvest in forever, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if they gave it to everybody else free. Yeah, because I get to play the freaking maps I paid yeah. for. That's right. If, if yep. not free, just do a sale. You know, now, or, or here's their thing. Contest. Start giving them away. You know? Here, here's their thing. Here's their thing. They, you know, the, the way that they combat that, they say. Oh, well, we're going to put out a Game of the Year edition, and it's going to cost you 40 bucks. But the thing is, is most people already have, the people that are playing Halo 4, they have the freaking game. So you're telling me i got to pay 40 bucks? Now let's look at the cost of DLC. Each one, if you bought them separately, each one, Crimson, Majestic, Castle, and Champions, were each $10. If you got them ahead of time, if you got like the pre-order and you got the season pass, you got the first three for, I think it was $20, so you saved yourself 10 bucks. okay? So let's say you did the pre-order version. So you got those maps for 20 the first three, and then the last one for 10 That means now, in, if you compare it to somebody that didn't buy any of those maps, they're, they're, they're still paying $10 more for maps that have been out for a while now than people that were able to pre-order the game. If you really want to sell your Game of the Year edition, knowing that you're really not going to bring back the population, that either the cost of that game needs to go down, which we know isn't going to happen, or you don't do a Game of the Year edition, and you just chop that DLC way the frick down. 
you know, and you, you don't charge 40 bucks for it because essentially you're getting the same shit you already have, you know, um, the only thing that they really put in there was like all the pre-order armor. So if, for instance, like I got mine at GameStop, so I got that pre-order armor. There was the ones from Best Buy. I didn't get those. But am I going to pay $40 for a game just for some armor? Uh, no. You know, and I don't think a lot of other people are going to go out there and just rush to buy the Game of the Year edition just because they can get some extra armor or maybe some other emblems or things like that. It's just ridiculous. You know, are there going to be those people that would buy the game that didn't buy previous that have never owned Halo 4? Maybe, but that's going to be a small percentage and not enough to really affect the population. So if they, they need to retain the did population. Did they win any Game of the Year awards, by, by the way? Yes, they did. Okay. Did they buy them? <laughs> None, well, well <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is they won, when these awards came, were, award shows were coming out, it was basically within like a month or two of Halo 4 coming out. So, of course, Halo 4 was looking great then because it had the sales number. Its population was huge. There wasn't, you know, all this all this bickering and criticism going on because it was still fresh and new and people were getting used to it. So, of course, it was going to look great at that point. But, you know, we've seen that there's a difference. You know, uh, there's, I forget the, the award show that's just come out now or it's about to come out, but uh, Waypoint has been, you know, pimping the fact that they've got several nominations to that. And yes, as a diligent Halo fan, I went and voted for all of the ones that they were up for, you know, and said, yeah, Halo 4, you know, doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it, but I have to do what I can to try and support it, you know, any way that I can. Um, doesn't mean I think it's necessarily game of the year, but this game of the year edition, uh, if that's their answer to trying to get more people to buy DLC, not going to work. Yeah, not going to work. You know, uh, some people that are not going to purchase DLC straight up. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, one thing for the future in Halo five is <laughs> me. I mean, I'll pay the money for it. I have no problem with it, but I want them to eventually make it free for going down the road. Right. Now, the other thing that Sal happened to mention was uh, playing Dominion for commendations and so forth, trying to get, like, uh, emblems and stuff. Um, I've played a lot of games over the last 10 years. Uh, Halo's always been the go-to game, uh, but a game that I really, really loved that I played quite a bit was uh, Gears of War. And uh, Gears of War actually based their achievements based off of uh, what weapons you kill people with. And so it changed the complete, it changed how people play the game because people were fighting over specific weapons and it just, it altered how the game was actually designed to be played. True. And I think commendations do the same. You're right. I do not. Yeah, they, they don't uh, care if they win because they're yeah. in the corner trying to get kills with their plasma repeater or whatever. Or, or trying to get kills with the laser. You can say it. It's okay. <laughs> Look, I, I, no, I've got to no. agree with I've you. Your direction on that one. You not playing to win. I've never seen that. I've never noticed that. Oh no, I always play to win. It's just that I, I have to change, you know, where I go or what, you know, I have to well, change my strategy a bit. I don't got a problem with that. Yeah, well, I still play to win, regardless. You know that, but what? but you're right. It does change gameplay, and I agree with uh, with uh, Rabowski there that you know the way they did it in Halo Reach. 
you didn't have to go use a specific weapon. It was just a class of weapon. So if you were going to use an automatic weapon, that could have been plasma repeater, plasma rifles, needler, assault rifle. So you didn't have to use a specific weapon to reach those commendation levels. And I was fine with that. This one... It's a real pain in the ass because there's certain weapons like the plasma pistol. There's no way on God's green earth I'm going to ever master that shit unless they come out with, for instance, Pete the Duck, who's a great forger, makes some great mini games. He made paintball and it's using uh, plasma pistols as one shot kills anywhere. Unless they put that in action sack, there's no way I'm ever going to get that. And that means I'm never going to get that 100%, which I'm really shooting for. This game, there's nothing much left for me in this game as far as, you know, commendations and getting other things for. So that's what I go for. So make it a little bit easier. If anything, it te- it just shows that 343, whoever it was that made the decision to add the numbers into whatever the re- you know levels are for the commendations, they didn't take into account what the weapons were used for, uh, how powerful they were, and that kind of thing. They just said, okay, all sidearm weapons, they all have the same number. I'm sorry. You can get your magnum kills so easy versus a plasma pistol. So there's no reason why magnum kills were equal in number. Plasma pistol kills should have been way lower. You know, there's no way, you know, I guarantee you. I didn't even realize that. They're all the same. They're all the same numbers. Yeah. You look across the board. If you look across the wall. Yeah. If you look across. Like, wait, go ahead. Some of the game. So some of the game they set up to like, we got our two thirties or one thirty, whatever. We maxed out our our, uh, ranks in like two weeks. And yet there's aspects of the game that that aren't, you know, we're not going to have done two years later likely we'll bust our asses that that's really that doesn't make any sense exactly yeah and it just shows that they weren't thinking about you know these different weapons that it's like you know it doesn't matter it's almost like it it doesn't even matter like they just wanted to generically throw the numbers out. They say, okay, yeah. well, if it's a sidearm, then, then they're all this. No. The, uh, that, the Magnum, look, you can get Magnums in regular Slayer. You can get Magnums, certainly, Magnum kills in SWAT. That's how I ranked mine up. I got it done in SWAT very quickly. Try and do that. Try and do that in SWAT and with plasma pistols in uh, Covenant SWAT. Psh, you're, get, you're dead. That carbine will tear your ass off. doesn't die when you laser it. But there's like... Oh yeah, that's yeah. Mongoose, come on! How how the hell are mongoose more armored than a freaking ghost? You know, you you know, you laser that shit, and sometimes it doesn't blow up. You know, or you rocket it, or you know, you just you keep shooting at it, and it just won't blow up. That's just ridiculous. So if you're gonna make it that armored, then you at least need to drop the number down on how many mongoose kills you need to max. You know, otherwise, if you're gonna keep it the same number, then you drop. You drop its uh, its armor down so that it is easier to kill. But then, if you do that, people aren't going to want to get on the mongoose because they know it's it's you know a suicide run. So there's got to be a balance there, and that's just it's all these little aspects. See, it's not just one thing that we're pissed off about. You know, it's not just matchmaking. It's all these other little aspects that it just seems like you know they just didn't take the the time to look at each one of them. You know, very specifically. And make real decisions on them as opposed to a generic one. And well, and I so for them, go ahead. Go ahead. Four three is like a te- teenager company. I mean, they're rebelling against Bungie. They want to do it their way. They want to do it. You know, Bungie's like the mature. They've been around. They know all their ins and outs. You know, they're like 
polished, man. They are polished. And three four three is new, so I give them like I give them like some um, leeway with a lot of stuff. Huh. But my my you know um, Cruel Legacy brought up some really good points in his in his um, post recently. He did about the um, the way that they're they're, they're flip flopping all around because this doesn't seem to be something where they're just like using Halo Four for a beta because Halo Four is kind of pretty much a beta. It's kind of scary. It almost seems like a trend. It almost seems like a three four three trend to flip flop around, and that's uh, you know that makes me a little nervous looking in the future whether or not I want to continue buying their games. You know, what do you mean flip flopping around? Okay, so so what I mean specifically, okay, so um, I wrote this down earlier when I was thinking about this because I needed to organize my thoughts. All right, to me, Halo Four is like an ADD kid with an identity crisis. It can't seem to focus on one thing, and it has no idea who it is. Totally. And now, if there is an intelligence behind some of the decision-making that's going on, one might assume that it was known Halo 4 would struggle and that it in itself is a beta because this is like their, their first game as an entity. And um, maybe Microsoft knew that also, and, and that's why part of the reason why they were made to force push it out even though it wasn't done because the game, you know, we got to admit it was not finished. Oh, but Still Frank O'Connor will tell you it's polished. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure what to say to him. I mean, the reason why it sold so many copies is because we were... This is another thing I realized, see. I thought, why do I take this personal? Why am I pissed off about Halo 4? And and I read today in an article, this is exactly what it is. We got hoodwinkled. Hoodwinked? We got hoodwinked. hoodwinked. Oh, yeah. Hoodwinkled. This guy's going to jail who hoodwinked people with his you know, with his words into buying his product because he said one thing and it was actually something else. And Halo 4, we got hoodwinked. We were told to trust. We were told this is Halo. Ugh. We were told a lot of stuff that didn't pan out. Overpromised, and underdeveloped. Exactly. And that's why it sold so many copies. But, well, that's, you know, that's when you... has all the trademark of a Microsoft product, I have to say. Most definitely. Well, in, in that... Uh, well, anyway, so so like I'm saying, that's what I mean with the flip flopping is um, how how they switch the playlists around, how they they you know they make one decision, then they switch over here, and then they go over there, and then they're like, oh no, we want to you know we want to go in this direction. No, we don't want to be competitive. Oh wait a second, maybe we do. You know that kind of stuff. Well, well that and Rabowski, you can totally back me up on this because we talked about this a lot. Yeah. I was gonna, uh, the same story that I told you. Do what? I was actually going to bring up the same story that we brought up on your show. Oh, go for it then. Um, we we had a perfect example of what was it going to happen with Halo 4 when Halo Reach was around. Um, they did the TU beta where they actually took away the spread or the uh, – what, what Bloom, bloom, bloom. Bloom. And, Technically uh, they reduced it. But. Yes. And then lots of the old school people complained about it and said, no, we like Bloom. And then the other people were like, we, like, we don't like Bloom. And so then what they did was they released both playlists and they said, we're going to see who plays the most of one playlist and we're going to stick, we're going to man up and say, this is the new Halo Reach. And so after the month has gone by where everybody played all the different, you know, TU settings and the vanilla settings, um, they came out with the release and said, well, it looks like uh, some of you like TU and some of you like Vanilla, so we're going to continue with the original matchmaking of both. They didn't make a decision. They, they, <laughs> they, 
are catering to everybody where Bungie said, fuck you, this is our game, deal with it, or go. Yep. And we're stuck with the same thing right now. We got people that... Yeah, and the more they cater to people, the more they split off the the community, you know, the more... And the more they stretch out what little population there is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... You know, there were some of us out there who, before Halo 4 ever came out, but whenever they were releasing all this information, it seemed like there were two types of people out there. And correct me if, if, if I'm off on any of this, but uh, to me, it seemed like there were two types of people out there. There were people who uh, obviously were, um, maybe it'd be inaccurate to say down with uh, the changes that they were talking about, but they were definitely keep trying to keep an open mind about it. And then there were uh, other people who, um, you know, did not really want to have any part of uh, the changes that they were making and definitely, uh, you know, were seen to complain a lot. Um, And I I think I probably fit, you know, probably about it. I definitely was on the side of being very skeptical. Uh, And what Rabassi just was talking about was it's such a huge reason why I, why I, I personally was scared to, to death about, uh, you know, not just matchmaking stuff, but just everything um, was, it seemed like three, four, three couldn't make a decision and they, you know, whatever route they took instead uh, just was a mess. You know, if, if I could interrupt here too. Well, ta- done. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you're talking about, uh, you know, the decision making. Here's something that I, I've grappled with and I wish we could get a straight answer. And I know that we never will. Who is it really that's making these decisions? Is oh, it, God, no is it Frank O'Connor? Is it Bonnie Ross? Or is it somebody at Microsoft? Because if it's Frank O'Connor, Bud, I'm sorry, Bud, but, you know, like you were what BS Angel is now, and you say that you're for Halo, and you know Halo, and yeah, you've been around since Halo 2, but if it's you that's making that decision, by the way, you're the one that said that you loved COD, and now we see that you codified Halo. If you really are that into Halo, then why did you change the formula so much? If it's I mean, Bonnie Ross, they brought him in, right? That was the whole. That was the whole idea behind bringing in somebody, right? Who was working at Bungie, right? Like, that you know to kind of bring them in, have them be kind of the overseer and make sure that like Halo was, you know, that's how that's how the whole thing was pitched to us, right? Like, don't right. worry, guys. Yeah, we yeah. got this guy. Well, right? Okay. So, let, so let me so let me finish on that. So let me let me finish on that then. So yeah, he he then further goes on to say, you know, trust us, which. Which that those two words have really come back to bite in the ass, whether he thinks they are or not. You know, I had a lot of trepidation when I heard those words. And I'll be honest, when anybody says, trust me or trust us, unless I really know you, that is a warning sign to me. Like, wait a minute, what the hell's going to go on here? So for him to say trust us, knowing that this is a new developer that, you know, they had to get from all over, you know, the developing world. 
I really didn't want to believe him, but being a Halo fan, I said, you know what? I'll give you a little leeway here. I'll give you some a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, but again, if he's the one making the decision and the population of this game has gone so far down and the popularity of it as shown by Major Nelson's thing there that it's gone down to at least 13, if not more, if he's the one making the decision, then he needs to either step it up or step down. Well, no, see... No, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Bonnie Ross, don't know where she came from beforehand, so I don't know, but she is supposed to be the leader there at 343. So if she's the one making the decisions, got to say the same thing there. Now, if it's Microsoft making the decisions and they said, you need to have this game done by this date, whatever it is, you need to drop out of it to make sure that you have a game done, fine. And you can actually see some evidence of that. If you look at their tweets before the game was out, if you look at some of their posts on Halo Waypoint before the game was out, if you look at the videos, for instance, of their launch party, and you can see the overwhelming relief, like, oh, God, we got something out. But there was enough in their faces to say that they were scared because they knew that their game was not as finished as it should have been. So if it's Microsoft making that decision, then Microsoft, you guys need to back the fuck off and let these people give us the game that the community deserves, okay? And you say, well, oh, well, who are you guys to say that, you know, you deserve anything? Um, I'm sorry, we're consumers, okay? Let's throw out the word fan. Let's throw out the fact that some of us have been with this game, you franchise, for more than a decade, we're consumers. We're the ones that buy your game. If you don't give us the product that we want, and if it doesn't follow the format that made it a success to begin with, then you're not giving us Halo, and guess what? We've got our money that we can take elsewhere. And when we've got games like Titanfall, which looks like a great game coming up, and certainly Destiny, which guess who it was made by? Bungie. If we got, you know, we got this money that if, if you're not going to give us what we want, we can certainly take it elsewhere. Now, sure, there may be some at 343 saying, you know what? Go ahead, take your money elsewhere. Well, okay, then let's look at some of us here then. So I've got Halo Fan for Life. We've got PGCR. we got Halo Diehards, Drunken Halo. How many of those people do we represent? It's not just four people. It's thousands. And I guarantee you, because from previous podcasts that I've had, and and I've had feedback from people through emails and private messages and so on, you know, when, when I I briefly mentioned in our last podcast, I said, you know, I was seriously considering uh, doing a Destiny blog. I've had numerous people tell me, you know what, if you go to Destiny, I'm following with you. Now, that's not something I want to have happen. I want to stick with Halo. I enjoy the sci-fi of it, the fiction of it, and multiplayer's fun. Not as good as it's been, but it's still fun. But Microsoft has to give 343 the ability to make the game that we want, that they want, that's going to be a success, that's going to be more than an initial success, but a sustained success as well. Now, what they should have done, in my opinion... They should have followed the formula that had been going for Halo for so long, and that's every three years as a new Halo. So we had 2001 CE, 2004 Halo 2, 2007 Halo 3, 2010 Halo Reach. What should have been next? Halo 4 in 2013, which is now. And guess what? They could have waited that extra year and actually developed it for the Xbox One and had a Halo title at launch. Tell me I'm wrong, because if you do, fuck yourselves. 
Well, all... yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> there, this year I think is uh, the first year in a long time that a new Halo game hasn't come out. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, we had ODST, we had Halo Wars in the mix and all that, but I'm not counting those because we all know that ODST was an offshoot and Halo Wars was not an FPS game, but instead a real-time strategy game. So you don't really count those in the mix. They don't, they're don't. they different, okay? I'm talking yeah, about the yeah, FPS that follows putting, the story. They're still putting stuff out every year, though. Not every year. Yeah, pretty sure. No, it was, it, was, it was following the formula of three years. If they would have followed that formula of three years, I, you know, granted, Halo Reach wasn't liked by some, but it was by others. Could they have maintained the population? Maybe, maybe not. But here we are in 2013. The game could have been put out now. We would have had a game that would have had another year's worth of development that would have come out on a new system that would have had better graphics, more, more memory available to it. It could have had all these things that we've been talking about that we would have wanted to have in Halo 4. So... Again, who is it that made this decision? Was it Microsoft that said, no, you got to get this game out now because we need to beat Call of Duty to the punch? Because that's what happened. It came out a week before Call of Duty, was it Modern Warfare 3? I think it was. So they, you know, that's what it looks like is that you know Microsoft made it a business decision to say, okay, you guys finish up Halo 4. You need to have it done by this date. Whatever you've got done, that's what's got to go, regardless if it's finished or not. And... So Frank O'Connor and, and all the others that had to talk about it had to give us some kind of a, oh, well, it's polished, the game's finished, you know, and they had to say that because what else could they say? So yeah, but here's the thing. So why would, why would Microsoft give a rip about um, making the core Halo fan base happy when they make, you know, when they've sold more copies of Halo 4 than any other previous Halo installment? Okay, because... Without the the core Halo the fans, brand. yeah, it, it, it's a brand. It's about image and branding. And without the core Halo fans that generate a lot of the buzz, then that those numbers aren't just are not just going to reappear. Or they may reappear, but you're going to see the same thing happen. And because this game took much more of a dive than any of the previous games before it, the next game is going to be met by much more trepidation. By those that are the hardcore fans, and maybe they're not going to be so quick to get the game right away, or if they do, you know, maybe they'll share with a friend, or you know, the, the sales I just don't believe uh, are going to be there as much because of all these issues. And with Halo Four being so far down the list, one year after launch, it, there's enough proof there to say to show that. Yeah. Okay, Game Game I mean, Dude mentions what about the Halo TV series? What about it? It's been four months since E3 this year that we've heard anything about it. And that was when um, Don Matrick, um, I would call him a different name, but we'll be nice. Don Matrick was head of Xbox, and he was pimping the game up. By the way, he did a terrible job. He's shitty. And why is that? Because we now know that he was actually ready to, to zip on over to Zynga. So his, his heart wasn't really in, you know, pimping the Xbox One out. But anyways, with regards to Don uh, Matrick, he is friends with Steven Spielberg, who is the executive producer of the Halo TV uh, show. Now, why is it four months later we haven't heard anything about this uh, about this show? I'm worried that because Don Matrick left 
and maybe he didn't tell Spielberg. But because he left Xbox, that Spielberg's now thinking, well, you know what? I don't really need to be tied to this, you know? And he doesn't. He doesn't have to be tied to it. I mean, look, look how many other people we've lost for a potential Halo movie along the way. And that's because, you know, Microsoft didn't want to give them more creative control or they didn't want to allow Hollywood to distribute it the way that Hollywood knows how to distribute. Instead, Microsoft says, no, we want to keep our, we want to keep it all in our control. You can't do that. You got to play ball sometime, you know, and for them, for Microsoft to put all these restrictions on the movie, that's why we don't have it. And now you look at the TV show four months later, we've heard nothing. Is it going to be, uh, exclusive to the Xbox One. Is it going to come out on cable? We don't know. We know nothing. And, you know, with with an entity like Spielberg, you know he would have wanted to talk about this. You know, it was a big project. You know, he wanted to get his hands more into sci-fi, you know, and kind of, you know, uh, brush elbows even more with Lucas, his good buddy, you know, who did Star Wars. You know, not to say that uh, Spielberg hasn't had a sci-fi hits, but Halo would have been another opportunity, uh, you know, for him to have just a really huge franchise Maybe under his he's belt. he's busy working on it. But if he is, then why aren't we hearing anything? Give us fans a bone here, something. If it's not about the next game, which is supposed to be a year away, which I find ridiculous in the scheduling, because if this game, if Halo 4 was three years in development and we got what we got, oh my God, what are we going to get for Halo 5? Because that means that they have to have either been working on both games at the same time, which tells us then why Halo 4 was the game that it was, or if they only took a year to develop this, then there's no way in hell we're going to get a quality game. Okay, so if we're not going to hear something about Halo Five, then we got to hear something about the about the uh, TV show. Something, anything. It, it's funny that last week I went through uh, a barrage of Twitter. Uh, it was joking uh, tweets with another fella. Uh, uh, his name's Molten Sloa, and we were joking about uh, uh, Halo Five confirmed. Uh, Sprint is in. Halo Five confirmed. Weapons in. You know, Halo Five confirmed. The Warthog. You know. We were joking about it because 343 is not giving us anything. We fans are starved for something, and we need some kind of motivation and excitement to continue with this franchise, you know? Um, where it stands now, the situation, the, the state of Halo now is just so abysmal that even we, the diehard fans, are starting to question it. And if we start to question it, and, you know, all our friends out there that are casual Halo f players, and I don't mean in the style that they play, I mean in the amount of time that they play the game. If we start questioning it, and our friends then look at us and say, oh my God, he's a huge Halo fan, and he's not worried about the next Halo, why should I even get the game? If we then start to, you know, feel this way, that's going to affect all those other casual purchases, which were what brought in those huge numbers. So, where does that leave the game? You know, I think I think going back to the huge numbers that it put up, I think part of the reason was Mar Microsoft's marketing team was for at least for Halo Four, the amount of hype that was put in this game was insane. Just like, oh, it's a new developer. Oh, it's the return of Halo. It was all these things that people were talking about that they were so excited about, and it was also the brand as well. It sold so many copies because people know Halo, and Master Chief was back. Yeah, that that was the other thing. The, the marketing and PR 
for this release was great, and I think it shows by the numbers that it put up, but continuous playlist population, um, a DLC sales especially, God, I would love to see those numbers. Love to see those numbers and see what those look like. Yeah, they're, uh, they're pretty bad. Can we get back to uh, multiplayer? Of course. Literally <laughs> uh, gone far, far, far away. Tangents, bro. <laughs> Which I didn't want to interrupt you guys too much because you brought up some great topics by far. Um, but we just talked about accommodations, how they alter the gameplay of how the game should actually be played. Um, but one thing I did not actually write down, uh, one thing that pisses me off to no end is a kill should be a kill. It should be 10. It, yeah, I agree. Th- that's Call of Duty all the way. Yeah, the COD scoring doesn't work in this game. It, it confuses me. It takes away from the whole competition of, hey, we're five kills away, but I had to think in my mind, well, I'm worrying about two other people shooting at me, or should I go pick up the rockets of 50 equals five? I know that's a simple math. Yeah. But... Dude, I feel so happy when I'm playing other games where it's just, hey, I got five kills to your two kills, not 50 points to your two point or 20 points. Yep. I hate it. I hate every aspect of that. Well, um, they, the, they wanted to add another zero because it makes it feel like you're getting more. God, hate it. Um, but the next part would be... Um, Things that should not have been in Halo 4. Um, starting with ordnance drops and yes. perks. Yes. <laughs> Codify. Um, ordnance drops. Uh, 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 when they first actually announced Halo 4, of how it was actually going to be designed, that they're going to have random drops, we're not going to know where anything's going to be, they lied. Because all the drops always ended up in the same location every single time. So I was flipping out before the game was actually made because, I mean, Halo is all about map control. That That is what what differenti- differentiates this game from Call of Duty, whereas I could just be a sniper, go prone, and hang out in the barn for the entire game. Uh, people happen to go towards power weapons, moves the game along. It keeps the action going. It makes it fun. It makes it chaotic. Um, but, well, they have that now because you just run out of ammo, and now you have to go find. A, well, now you have to go find a corpse to get to reload your ammo. Well, not anymore because you can't pick up ammo, or you can't you can't pick up. Well, you can't pick up grenades. I guess you can pick up ammo. Now, how stupid is that, too? So dumb. I just got done playing Halo Three today, and I've seen grenades everywhere. <laughs> grenades from dead bodies and. I was thinking to myself, this is so wonderful. Oh, 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 oh. Right. And, and guess what? Guess what? The weapons don't despawn. Oh, oh the despawn is terrible. Oh, yeah. Worms, worms bringing up, didn't the laser spawn move around on Ragnarok? Yes, it did. That, yeah. and now, now, that's a good point, too, because that drives me nuts, just that you can have more than one laser on a map. You know, you can get lasered by three people at the same time. That's just, that's just yeah. unnecessary. That's what I was saying before, way earlier in the podcast, about 
you know, some some noob is lucky enough he gets a few kills, gets a, he gets an ordnance drop, all of a sudden he gets rockets. Okay, why should he get rockets when maybe I'm a better skilled player and I get a freaking, uh, you know, I get a needler, you know? But why is an ordnance drop, why is it giving a power weapon like that if there's already rockets on the map as a spawn, you know, as a map spawn, then there's no reason, there, you cannot give me a good explanation as to why you get them in ordinance then because that completely throws off throws off map control tactics strategy whatever else you want to call it well let's even throw all that out the window okay here's here's the how dare you no 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 no. just no go ahead go ahead bear with me i'm i am i'm joking i'm joking here's the supposed logic right we're we're protecting the casual player so we want to give the casual we want to introduce randomness so that so that little, you know, little Timmy over here in the corner can get this big, big rocket to maybe kill this big, bad Slayer person that's going to come around the corner and, and get him, right? But <laughs> then what do they do? What do they do? Well, they reward the the big, bad Slayer person all the, constantly. The big, yeah. bad Slayer person yeah. is constantly getting rewarded. Okay, so so they're rewarding they're rewarding the team that's kicking your ass already by giving them more weapons. So this is the first point of, of absolute nonsense that I noticed when Reach came out. Um, Reach the second, It was when Reach came out. It started in Reach with um, with that that game type with the hills where you... With the, 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 the reason why I keep bringing up oh, Reach is yeah. because it's stuff they could have learned in Reach and mistakes they could have not repeated. Right. But instead, it's like, like I said, it was like a jet joke. It went way over their heads. They didn't see it. They didn't understand it. And they went and they repeated the same mistakes. In fact, they expanded on them because now you've got little Timmy, you know, spawning in on a meltdown, and he's got and he's getting hit by freaking three binaries at the same time when he as soon as he sticks his head out the base. And uh, this makes screw no Timmy. sense. If you want to protect your casuals, this is not the way to do it. Right. It that's why you, it just makes no that's sense. That's why you get rid of ordnance. Or at the very least, you gotta have ranked and social if you're gonna do this. Oh yes, yeah. If you're if you're gonna do this, then you need to have ranked because that's where you you know your your more hardcore and your competitive players are gonna want to play ranked. Because oh, and speaking of ranked, by the way, we need to have it in freaking game. None of this bullshit. We gotta go to HaloWaypoint.com or or we yeah, gotta go to the dashboard and then go. No bullshit. You show us those because it's this. Look. We're well beyond the, the point now. We know our society is about instant gratification. So we need to have those game ranks. We need to have those ranks in the game right now, not going someplace else. But anyways, getting back to ranked and social, your your competitive players and your uber-skilled players are going to play more of the ranked thing. Why? Because they want to see those ranks. They want to know they're doing well. They want to play hardcore competitively. Those players that are the casuals then will want will, – well, then maybe they're scared to go play – ranked or they just find it more fun to play that and they don't mind the ordinance drops you know then you got players like me that i'll play all of it but i want that choice but they took that choice away well there's pros and cons to rank and coming from my point of view i'd rather have ranked in in halo uh but when you actually make a ranked playlist um there's some kids out there that their life depends on reaching level 50 and they're going to um, alter the game towards their benefit by cheating, um, leveling up. Um, Halo Two, you saw people de-level themselves. Frequently. Sure, sure. Okay, but all of these now, what you're talking about is why they decided to cut out the competitive player 
instead yep. of just stopping because they're not all competitive players don't act like that. That's right. They they can stop these people by acting this way, just by putting a little bit of thought into it and figuring out a way to get you know to make it work. I mean, I've I've thought of stuff that would work just you know by sitting in there and giving it a couple of minutes. You know, like well, like the idea about if you've got the flag. And there's no bad guys between where you and your score point. Because this is when they grief, you know, and they're flag holding and they're just killing you. If there's nobody in between you and your flag point, well, all of a sudden you got killed by the Guardians. That's the way it goes. Maybe your whole team dies for two, you know, for ten seconds. You're out of the game. And because then... you're not playing the objective. Exactly. Right. Now, another thing we thought of the other day... Um, for, for people that quit out of games because, you know, they don't like the way the game's going or they don't get, you know, the maps they want or whatever, but they're in the game, they decide they quit out. Um, you need to make sure that they don't get to get back into matchmaking until the game that they quit out of is done. Exactly. Also, if they do it enough, they're, if they do it enough, I think there should be some kind of a visual indicator. Something like, uh, uh, I think, Zach, maybe it was you that was telling me, or maybe it was Rabowski, but if you're in GTA and you quit a game, you quit too many, all of a sudden you get a dunce cap. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and you also get mashed up against people who have done similar. That's <laughs> right. You're listed. You're listed. Exactly. So how about now you take the freaking cod piece away from the Spartans and you show their underwear now. So now you're like, ha ha, there's some dumbass there. We know he's a griefer, you know. If anything, that might make the other team go, you know what, we're going to shoot the shit out of this guy because he's a griefer, you know. But, you know, you know, I'm sorry, but, you, you know, there's got to be a little bit of punishment in there. For those kind of that kind of behavior, you know those. I don't those... know. People would would do it on purpose so they could run around naked. Yeah, probably. I, I still think just don't let them play until the game's over. If they're going to inconvenience other people, let them be just as inconvenienced. I I would go for that. Yeah, but totally. I, you know, don't let me play until the game that I quit out of is over. I mean, that's I that seems reasonable to me. Yeah, but regard regarding what Robowski was saying about you know deranking and that kind of thing. Look that that situation is pretty much going to always be there but i still think that that's not a huge portion of the population that most competitive players are going to play relatively according to the rules that they're not going to do that kind of thing um yeah you're always going to have that subsect but um <coughs> Con- connor glish <laughs> uh, uh you're talking about the color white uh, yeah <laughs> oh okay yeah right exactly <laughs> but um anyways yeah um oh, god why did you say that you just completely threw me <laughs> off man. <laughs> but no so ordinance drops go ahead or late. uh as a matter of fact i find myself when i call ordinance drops they go in different areas oh my gosh from where i actually aim the ordinance drops to actually drop yeah or I mean, they take out half of your shields oh or kill you yeah or kill you that's only if you run forward after you drop them. Yep. Well, I mean, if if the game's a quick, <laughs> like if you're going through it quickly, like it's fast paced game, and you want to get like shotgun, I mean, several times I get I get a little antsy and run up on it and lose half my shields. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't understand why that that is a factor. Well, they thought that that would be amusing. They thought you would like that. You don't like that? <laughs> sure, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Keeb or uh, Justin, uh, what are your thoughts on the perks? Um, <clears throat> are you awake? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Of course, I'm I'm paying attention. Uh, 
the see here's the thing okay i don't like a a lot of what 343 is doing generally okay but i love halo 4 and the multiplayer right. put those actually put that those two together i like halo 4's multiplayer i really don't like the campaign the cutscenes in spartan ops are all right uh but I really do enjoy the Halo 4 multiplayer. Um, and not getting too deep into it. Uh, one of the reasons is I think that the fact... And I know you asked me about the perks, but I guess I will I will answer the question that I want to <laughs> answer. answer. <laughs> yeah, well, a different question to answer. Uh, and that's just about the loadouts in general. Um, I think that it's in if you look at it in a really weird twisted way that I tend to look at things the fact that people can choose uh, well a the fact that people from a very early in their uh, ranking process um, they can um, the fact that they can have access to everything except for the specializations pretty early on. Um, I think is a better way of doing it than like with with COD or Battlefield or whatever, where you're constantly getting new weapons, and then that basically just means the people who, uh, if they're not good, they at least have a lot of experience, like rewarding them while giving people who are new nothing. Like I think giving access to all that stuff uh, early on is a pretty decent way of going about it. But I think that the fact that people can start with whatever they want to start with again if you look at it in a weird twisted way i think that actually balances the game out mm. uh, i have to disagree well most people do yeah, i i don't have but much like, trouble with that but but keep some things out you know like don't give everybody as many stickies as you want unless you're going to make the vehicles a little stronger and you know don't give you know, that's not that's not balanced yeah, but if everybody only has two and the vehicles die when you you die if you get stuck once, it's just uh, I mean, I wonder why people won't get in the hog. Yeah, no. Well, I'm just not a big vehicle guy in general, but so <laughs> I'm not really you know thinking along those lines. Maybe I should. I don't know, but I'm just thinking about like a regular four v four team slayer on Haven. Um, you know, if the, if it was set up the way um, all the others. Halo games are set up. I'm starting with the AR, no matter what, right? I, I have no choice in the matter. Yeah. Whereas if I know that, like, I'm really, really comfortable with, uh, you know, BR, DMR, whatever, you know, any any weapon that you have the opportunity to choose, if I have the option of starting with that, then, like, then I feel like I can play at, you know, and I'm not very good. Uh, you know, but like I can play at whatever level I know I can play at with that weapon, and the fact that that's it's the same way with everybody, like that to me really shows like okay, everyone have what they want, okay, all right, now let's go, and I, I feel like in that way it puts everybody on uh, the same level as if like oh well I'm really good with the with the BR or the DMR in past Halo games. And so if I can get one of those, then I, I, I can be pretty good. But, like, I, I, I just can't use the AR to save my life. I see what you're saying. Um, oh, yes. 
I'm cool with that. I'm cool with different weapons. You know what? I would I would have fought that to my dying breath a couple games ago. Um, what I'm not cool with is the perks because what Halo is always known for is both teams spawn at opposing sides at the same distance away from the major power weapons, and they're both even. Yeah. And, well, this, and, and yeah, I've, I I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, you're fine. But like I, um, I you know I've always likened uh, the traditional type of Halo multiplayer to like a like a football game, where like at, you know before kickoff both teams have the same chance at winning. You know, like the the differentiation of the two teams comes once the game starts, because they both are playing on the same field. They both have eleven players on the side of the ball. You know, you know what I mean. And uh, so, what about, so that means yeah, then those yeah. that have the best skill are going to win the game most of the time. Exactly. Yeah, it comes down to the actual people on the team. It's not like it's not like the home team. You know, gets jetpacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, but wait you a second, can't... though. If if each team can choose the same uh, abilities, then how is that not different than each team being able to choose the same weapons? Right. What do well, you mean? Like, it, if you get a little bit of an extra superpower... It's a, com- um, it's a compromise from being such a random, crazy-ass game from the get-go. Well, it, it almost seems to me like they they just maybe need to balance the superpowers because everybody loves <laughs> having superpowers, and so you know, people are going to want that. People are going to want that in a game, and that almost seems like to me. I mean, don't don't be hating, but it almost seems like a natural progression. You know, if, if Halo is going to grow, and we wanted to keep the core, but maybe change it a little bit, that does seem like the next place to go. It just seems like it wasn't. It's not. It's not. Ba- it's not. It's not a. Uh, well, it's not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, but like, but don't get me wrong. Like, I think that the very fact that that you know there is all this stuff in the game. Uh, it. I mean, Halo totally lost its its true identity um, when not, you know with Most Halo definitely. Four multiplayer. Like, because then that's when. When three four three started playing the oh us two game, yeah. and you know those other games have had so many different iterations, and and you know with those iterations build and and slowly kind of you know perfect is probably the wrong word, but you know I think maybe you can get what I'm saying. Like you know whereas like you know Halo was never that ever, and so you know okay you want to play the Me Too game that's fine, but like. You know, you you just you don't have that type of refinement of that type of system that these other games that you know have had that from the beginning. Uh, oh, I- and and I think that that is you know I, I mean I've always seen the fact that they can you know they kept making Halo games is like okay you're just in it for the money now like you're just trying to appeal to what you think will will sell the most copies and like that's that is what you're going after now like you you know you obviously know the fact that that halo halo's identity was very unique especially in this day and age 
Uh, you know, it was unique when it first came out because no one had seen anything like it, and it was still unique before Halo 4 came out because it was so different than any other shooter uh, out there where, you know, they all, all the other ones seemed to, like, kind of have this, you know, like we were saying earlier, same, uh, it was based on the same, you know, idea, with you know, of the classes and, the, you know, perks and whatever. So, you know, they... I enjoy the multiplayer, but I, by no stretch of the imagination, like, you know, am hoping that, uh, it, you know, the next version of the multiplayer is, you know, going to be the same. Because I, I do think that it needs to go back to, you know, they need to go back to what makes Halo, Halo. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I don't think it, it won't now. When you were talking about the money thing. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, you just I look at it. You know, like, I know you enjoy the Mega Bloks, uh, Sal, and yeah. I, I, I I, have to be honest, I've never I've never gone out and, and tried to, you know, buy a set of those. Oh, you're missing out. I'm sure I am. I'm sure I am. But, you know, like, you know, that doesn't change the fact, though, that there are, like, you know, Halo non-Legos out there. And like Wait, I don't know, I said the big the big realization of all that stuff for me was the uh, fuck I just blanked on it the DVD the anime bullshit. Like there was there was a couple good things on that uh, DVD. You talking about Halo Legends? Legends, yeah. Uh, you know there were there were a couple good little stories on there, but that just like I don't know it still does not seem like Halo. To me, like, it seemed like a very Halo thing to do. Well, uh, you know, the, so the, so they were exploring it, and they and they were trying to find other avenues, and it's other merchandising. And not, this this not is that. Go ahead. It, it it okay. So Halo and the story it um, inspires a lot of artists. Like Halo as an entity, it like has a soul. It has it, it. Many people, in a sense, are in love with the story, the immersive experience of, of the campaigns, the online battles. The, there's a passion that has grown across the world for like this entity. And you you were talking about people just about that they just want money. It seems to me that three four three as an entity does not seem to be in love with Halo like like a lot of the fans yep. are. And uh, in fact, you you know, it's been said that they purposely hired uh, people who didn't like Halo to help create it. Yes. Like that, that, that was like a punch to the gut. It was. And 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 that came after, that came after them claiming the exact opposite before the game came out, if you remember. Yes. Yep. Exactly. They they said they put together a team of all these great, talented people in the world. That loved Halo. Nothing else they had in common was their love of Halo. And they yeah. want sales, and I get that, but it looks like they're, like, killing the soul of Halo in an effort to create some addictive, you know, to generate sales when they already have their hands on a product that can generate genuine passion, and, and right. which not only could generate uh, more sales than addiction if done right, but it also results in, like, a continuation, you know, of a thing of beauty. And they don't seem, like, that doesn't seem to be a... Priority. Let, yep. let me throw I, in here. I like. I hate. Oh God, I fucking hate what they did with the chief in Halo Four. 
And like I was, I was oh, yeah. praying. I was just hoping, praying, praying so hard. Not really, but that uh, that um, whenever Halo, you know, Halo Five would come out, that like, oh, please, please be done with the Master Chief. Like, please don't, don't just bend him over again. Please don't do that. What I didn't like that they did with Chief is the way they they introduced it. All of a sudden, you know, it's been. How many years in cryosleep, and now he's got new armor? What? That, that, oh, Cortana, Cortana updating his firmware? What are you talking about? We're talking about real armor here. You know, they had a, a, an easy opportunity for them to, to say, okay, uh, he finds this new set of, uh, you know, prototype armor or maybe a forerunner hybrid, you know, forerunner's uh, human hybrid armor. And that's how he got the new armor, you know. Uh, but again, it tells that's, me that's, that. Yeah, but that's such a, that's, I mean, like I. But I mean, it breaks continuity, brother. You, I, I'm a huge armor snob and, 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 and I just. But I, the, I, 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 I could talk about armor all day. All right. But like the, that, like just that. I mean, that's, yeah, but, that, okay. that's kind of... But, it might not mean much to you. About, I'm it, talking about them changing who the Chief was as a character. Sure, sure, I understand that. And and so... I, I understand felt, that. Know, because they, Bungie totally, they told the Chief story, uh, you know, and they, they finished that part of the Chief story. And really, like, there's, you know, they also proved with, you know, as much as I hate the Reach multiplayer, I... I'm just in love with the Reach campaign, and I love the ODST campaign. And I feel like one thing that those two campaigns demonstrated beyond a shadow of a doubt is that it is possible to tell a story in the Halo universe. And I never played Halo Wars either, but I hear that the story is not too bad in that. But it, it proves that you can tell a, a just a, a highly compelling story without needing to use the Chief as a crutch. I realize that he's like the the you know the face of the you know, of the franchise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, you know, well, it, hence why they, hence why they came out with something then like Halo Legends, which I happen to be looking at right now. You know, well, that's why I'm they sorry. came out with something like that. It wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just a money grabbing tool. It was, it was an opportunity for them to tell other stories within the Halo universe, and it was something that you know fans could enjoy and because they had so many different uh you know uh episodes within you could pick and choose the ones that you liked you know uh, some of us liked all of them some of us liked them some maybe there was a few out there that didn't like any of them but the fact is is there was a, again there's that word choice and that's something that you know keeps it keeps coming back you know we're we're losing some of our choice in certain ways but then we're getting too many choices and others going back to like the the perks and all the you know the weapons stuff and all that stuff i just want to touch on the armor thing real quick though real, just go back to that a moment i know you were talking about the personality and the humanity of chief i'm just i'm just want to go back to the armor and the fact that because they changed them to make an aesthetic change i had a talk with vic de leon who who used to work for bungie as a uh, as a uh, designer and then he was one of the rare, rare few that came over uh, two, three, four, three, uh, to continue on with Halo before Halo came out. He regrets that. <laughs> yeah. Before Halo came out, I questioned him repeatedly and he finally relented to me when I asked him about, you know, the, the grunts, the jackals, why did chief's armor change and that kind of stuff. And he finally said it was just an aesthetic change, you know, and that's it. There's not going to be any in-game explanation. Okay. I went through very similar shit 
with Star Wars, and that's a lot of what killed my Star Wars fandom for me, is that they just threw caution and continuity to the wind just so they could sell another book, you know, or whatever. And when you start to do that, then you, then all of a sudden it becomes the fans that have to create or fill in or stitch together the story, and we shouldn't have to do that. And when we start to have to do that, we start to lose some of our passion for it, too. You and need the harder to, it gets, the more frustration it creates. Exactly. So they need to keep these this, this continuity together. That's why I was saying, you know, with, with regards to Chief's armor, it might not be a big of a deal to some. And I, and, and I understand, you know, hey, they want to give him new armor. But look, what, look how they did it from CE to 2. It was, hey, here's a new set of armor, Chief. You need to try this on. We're going to check some things. You know, we're going to adjust it, and there you go. Halo 3, it was just updated graphics. The armor didn't really change much, okay? It was essentially just better graphics, the same armor. Halo 4, it needed to be Halo 3's armor to start, and then they could have quickly, I mean, like, almost immediately, as soon as he went from the cryo chamber to the very next room where there was that one big holographic display... And you could go under the stairs there. By the way, folks don't know. You go, you go underneath that area. You can see Chief's um, – you can actually see and hear uh, Chief's record, uh, service record over time. He could have found the new armor there. Again, it could have been either just the, the next version of Mjolnir armor, which would have been the version 7, or it could have been this prototype Forerunner Mjolnir armor. However, but there needed to be yeah, some but content. That doesn't make any sense, though. I mean, sure, like, what sure it does. What would be doing on just a transport? Or eh, eh, you know, uh, that, I mean, that, that's not as that's not as as abrasive as just saying Cortana changed his firmware. At least that has some plausibility to it. You know, um, you know. No matter what, like though, you're going to have you're going to have people thinking. nitpicking that apart. Sure, but at least it's a little bit more believable that there would be an updated version of the armor. You know, as a, as opposed, you know that was there that he could then get into, you know, why couldn't they, they could have actually paid homage to the previous games for them to do that kind of thing as well, to say, oh, okay, hey, you know, Chief's going to get out of this armor, maybe they cut, they fade to black, and then they fade in, and all of a sudden there's Chief in the new armor, and Cortana is running him through these tests quickly because the Covenant is coming, you know, and there you go, now you're off on your new adventure. Um but you know the same same thing for the continuity of 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 the the grunts and the jackals. And let me touch on the jackals real quick, please. The jackals are one, are the ones that really kind of bother me the most. Not just because the fact that they stunted their beaks, <clears throat> excuse me, they stunted their beaks, and now they look more like the Godzilla babies from that movie of several years ago. Um, it's the fact of at the time it was just an aesthetic change, and now. They just came out with the Halo 4 Essential Visual Guide. And in that, if you read the listing for the jackals, it states that these jackals were taken from a different continent on their home on their home planet, and that they became the, the jackals for the storm covenant the storm faction of the covenant. Bullshit. Okay, I have to call bullshit on that too, because the covenant, as much as you know, they were you know, powerful. 
they could have easily grabbed these these if this was like an offshoot like the skirmishers were in reach they could have easily grabbed these ones as well and we should have seen them in other games too not that all of a sudden they became part of the covenant previous also look at what the jackals are the jackals are not really um they're not part of the religious faction of the covenant they are real really more mercenaries and they're pirates and they're like guns for hire so you know (laughs) This all of a sudden just, you know, creating an explanation out of thin air like this uh, just to try and stitch together continuity after the fact, that's the kind of thing that started just destroying my my passion for Star Wars. And now it's doing it for Halo, and they need to stop doing that kind of crap. You know, okay, it's happened in Halo 4. There's not that much going on. Don't do any more that's going to destroy continuity. If you're going to make these changes, you need to have explanations for it. Because, you know, for those of us that are passionate about the story, you know, you're ruining it for us. You know, just by making these changes just because you can. All right. We want to do the next topic? Well, Does anyone else have anything on that? I'm trying to figure out how that stuff has to do with perks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here, let, let me talk. Let me talk about. Let me talk about these perks. Okay. Well, Some, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, you haven't talked much, man. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Well, one thing that I've noticed that really annoys me is that there seems like there's too many choices for people to pick. Yes. Um, it seems like the people. Say, for example, you, you know, you want to get covenant uh, accommodations, and you're going to use the the whatever the carbine. Um, cool. The only problem is once you run out of ammo, you can't really get more ammo unless you die. Like so, so many times in this game with different loadouts and ordinances and stuff like that, I've ran out of ammo and just can't find any more ammo. Like every, like everybody on the in in the games using a, a DMR or an assault rifle, and I I mainly use the BR, so it's hard in some games. To find ammo, and I find myself more more so than any other game um, to run out of ammo. I don't, I don't understand why, but I think it's because of the fact that there's just too many choices for people. Are you saying that like you're having trouble finding ammo for the gun that you already have, or like you're just having yes. trouble yeah, finding no. ammo? Period. For additional BR ammo, like I'm I'm with without the. BRs on the map. I think some maps in Halo Three had like twelve BRs on the map. It was it was really and, and then if it was team BRs, you could find ammo easily. Um, finding ammo for the gun that I already have is is very difficult for me. Trying to have like, a suppressor. Yeah, even that. Yeah, but like in any of the other Halo games, though, if you run out of ammo in whatever gun you have, like that. You know, you would just have to like, oh, I got to get something else now. True, yeah, but, 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 but I think but like that, you that said also earlier, goes. Maybe, maybe I'm not good with the other guns. Maybe I'm good with the battle rifle, and that's what I want to choose. Just don't be so good and die. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing on a map like uh, Valhalla, you're doing well. You're surviving. You're getting a lot of kills. You have a great streak. Um, there's not a whole bunch of maps throughout the, or there's not a whole bunch of weapons throughout the map. And yes. that is the map that I kind of find the hardest map. Like, if, I, if I'm having a great game, I run out of ammo. That happens every single time. Oh, yeah. That means you're, that's a good thing. <clears throat> no. It is. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Sorry. Although it is kind of. Kind of, but I mean, they penalize me for doing good, <laughs> and it's like I can't find my weapons. Yeah, so, so have the armor like or ammo perk. Am, have the ammo perk on. Or you can <laughs> have an ammo ordinance. Well, I don't see what's wrong with that. If they're gonna have ordinance, put an ammo ordinance. Like there you go, some ammo for my weapon. There needs to be weapons on the fucking map. Sure. Yeah. Or set game loadouts. I don't understand why we have to have so many choices. Why don't we just have in Halo Three BRs? You have a battle rifle, an assault rifle, and that's it. Or at least like with Team Slayer, if you're going to do that, uh, maybe you have four specific loadouts for Team Slayer, and that's all you get the choice of. But at least it's four that you can choose from, you know. Uh, but that's it. You don't get to have all these other crazy ass combinations that people have, you know. And then you learn how to deal with those ones. That's what makes you a more skilled player is when you learn how to overcome that and you can learn how to deal with these things as opposed to, oh, I can just pick anything, any any damn thing I want. <clears throat> it, you know, it just really becomes a bit too chaotic and it really break, breaks uh, uh, strategy, it breaks skill, it breaks so many things about the game. Yeah, it breaks fundamental strategy, I feel like. Definitely. You, you know what the perk is? I'll, I'll give you a little teaser of what a perk actually is. Um, it's aiming better than your opponent. It's being smarter. It's running away when you're about to die. It's conserving your ammo, using the right weapons against the right vehicles. That's the perks. Not all this BS that they actually pile on there. It, it's It aggravates me to no end. Let me let me you since we're talking about perks, this is one thing that I wanted to mention. Uh if you look at some of the perks, to me, I get the feeling that 343 developed the perk their perk system to counteract lag in the game because lag has always been an issue at some point or another. And case in point, um having sprint Granted, everybody's got sprint, but now you can have mobility where you can sprint forever, essentially. Well, you know, uh, before when these things weren't there, you know, going, let's just say for reach, you know, well, how's that person still sprinting? Oh, well, there must be lag, you know. Um, how, you know, we're, I was shooting the guy at the same time, and, you know, as he was shooting me, how all of a sudden does he have more ammo than I do? Well, in Halo, Halo 4, you've got the ammo perk, so, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's not like, you know, they invented those types of perks. Like, those are, if your game's going to have perks, that's like the absolute basics. Sure, it's, it's, they didn't invent it, but the, was it necessary to put it in? No, man, they, they, by putting those, those into the game, they have made Halo not Halo. It's not, this is not Halo. And here's, yeah, I'm going to use that, a word. That didn't, that didn't start with, with the, this, the, the mobility and uh, whichever one you saw, oh, the ammo one like that started with that started way before they they got to those but like if your game's gonna have perks like you you have like you have to have one that'll let you sprint forever and you yeah. gotta have the one for the guy that that wants all the ammo like those are those are like <clears throat> like i don't think you can legally release a game that has perks if you don't have those types of <laughs> it's there but there are ones that kind of seem like they're they're kind of stretching a bit well look at the survivor one that just came out we need more like 
no, I'm talking like the being able to pick up grenades one. Like yeah. that's where it seemed like, oh god, we that was stupid. Don't you think we should fill this out a bit? Uh, maybe uh, grenades take away yeah. their ability to pick up grenades. Make yeah. it work. Boom. Well, that was dumb. The other one I hate is I hate vehicles. And so knowing that there's perks out there for people specifically to um, make themselves more powerful yep. when, when in vehicles. Yep. Wheelman okay. and Gunner. <clears throat> yep. Those, uh, you know, for the longest time before they uh, put out Survivor, uh, that, that uh, was a new perk that came out around the time of the Champions, I used to have a specific um, loadout that I had both driver, or uh, wheelman and gunner. Wheelman allows you uh, to, um, essentially, when you're driving a vehicle, your vehicle is able to take more damage. Uh, why? Why wh- Why does something that should be affecting my Spartan somehow transcend that and affect the vehicle as well? You know, is it that the shields all of a sudden now from my Spartan help the vehicle? If that's the case, then it should be just extra shielding then. Um, but then when, you, when you've got gunner, now with the gunner perk, there's two things you have there. If you're gunning on a vehicle, your, your gun doesn't overheat as fast. And when it does overheat, if it does it comes back from being overheated more quickly than if you didn't have the perk on. Or if you have a turret and you snap the turret off, you can you basically can move as fast as anybody else at normal speed as opposed to, you know, moving a lot slower if you don't have that perk on. I just think that's ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, well, as much as... ridiculous, how can you possibly have a perk that would let you reload your weapon faster? Well, like, now, you no, can, wait. You can break all of them apart I, and try to... That one know. makes sense, though. That one makes sense because there are people that are skilled with being able to load and unload a weapon. You look at some of the best um, the best uh, uh, marksmen, for instance, in the military now. They can field strip a weapon faster than you can blink. Maybe not, but they can field strip it. Put it this way. If it were me or you going against some of these guys in the military... There's no way in hell I could break a, a weapon down anymore, you know. I couldn't break it down like that and reassemble it back together. These guys have the skill because they've been doing it for so long. They've got the muscle memory. They know how to do it. So that one, the dexterity, it makes sense because we have dexterity in real sports nowadays as well, you know. There's people that are just more athletic, you know, that have more athletic ability. So it makes True. sense that they can do those kinds of things. But the one like with the grenades, that's dumb. Gunner being yeah, able to I make your vehicle. That example, yeah, that one is way. Yeah, the the gunner one making your vehicle stronger. That doesn't make sense. You know the 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 what do you call? I'm uh, not the gunner. I'm sorry, the wheelman one. The gunner meaning that all of a sudden your your weapon can't overheat. You know when you're on that doesn't make sense. You know as much as I look, I love being a, a, a driver and a gunner. Zach will tell you that. You know for the longest time in Halo Three, I was a driver. I drove the shit out of, of vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, but then again, that's when vehicles were harder to destroy. You know, you, you had essentially the same kind of things going. Anyways, let's forget that. Um, I don't know. I just think that if I mean. Looking, trying to look at it as if it was something that was actually happening. Like that's, it, you know, in multiplayer, that's something that I that never really bothered me all that much because it's it it it's, you know, yeah, maybe it doesn't you know make sense, but but like a, a Spartan doesn't make sense in real life. Well, yeah, but we are talking about 500 years in the future, so some of those things do make sense. Yeah. But with with regards yeah, but, but to in multiplayer, I don't. Like that, 
you know, how realistic. It's a game. It, so yeah. there's like a place, a, t- a place where you go, eh, but still. But with, yeah. I don't know. With regards to things like, like the, the, you know, like, uh, Wheelman and Gunner, you know, going back to previous games, you knew it took this many shots to destroy a vehicle no matter what. If I have this weapon, it's going to take this many shots and that vehicle's done. Now, it doesn't. Now, yeah, it's way random. You know, it's, it's way and it gets random. very frustrating because you think you you think, oh, I've got the shots in this guy. I'm going to be able to take him out. Maybe I've got the upper hand now. No, you don't, because now all of a sudden this guy's got a gunner, and the guy that's on the that's on the back that has the turret, his his gun isn't overheating, you know, or as quickly. So now, you know, they they keep shooting at you. You know, now let's back that up a moment because that happened in Halo Reach, and really, I just don't like the idea of the guns overheating to begin with. You know, yeah. just just let them fire like they did. You know, in Halo Three, you could fire that son of a bitch as long as you wanted until you until you died. You know, and I actually enjoyed that. But apparently, somebody made the decision along the way that says, you know, well, you know, vehicles are now too overpowered, and well, that's fine. You can kind of tailor back some of the vehicles on some of the maps, you know, instead of just changing the vehicles altogether. But you know, that started in Reach, but then it went further, and I think that's part of the problem is these perks took the game further away from the Halo Core experience that it's moving further and further away. I wanted to say earlier that here's a word that I used to use all the time because I considered myself not a casual player, but not a hardcore, uber-skilled competitive player. And I used to have arguments with those that are, and I used to say, evolve. You've got to evolve, or you have to adapt to the game. And for the for the longest time, that's how I felt. And while I still think that there's some of that, I, I have come to recognize and realize that the core of what makes Halo, Halo needs to stay intact. And when you start deviating too far from that... It's no longer Halo. When you look at the Call of Duty games, and Zach, you can back me up because you've played the games. From their games, how much in the last, you know, five years have they really deviated from their core? Apparently, not so much. But if you look at the difference between Halo 3 and Halo 4, not accounting for Reach, but just between those two games, you know, which were five years apart, essentially... Uh, you know, uh, in uh, in release, it's a huge difference. It's massive the amount of change that, that happened, and you know that's just you know not only is it going to disorient and disrupt those players that have been there for ages, you know that, that have been sticking with the franchise. Those people that are new to Halo, they're going to look at this and be like, "Well, that's like COD, and I already played COD. Why do I want to play this game?" You know, well, COD COD does COD right. That's right. Now, any exactly. any other you try to morph something, any other game. I mean, Halo's not the only one that's trying, that's becoming codified. Sure. Battlefield did it. I've seen other games do it, and they they suffer the same. Let COD be COD. You know, Battlefield needs to take, and Battlefield's doing it. Battlefield's going back to what made it uh, Battlefield Bad Company two successful, what and they've was gone. That, by the way, I didn't play. One, well, one of the things was going back to their the larger, more epic battles. Um, it, I personally didn't like the Battlefield um, Three because it, it you know it went back more into the little like 
turny-cornered, closed, you know, little rooms like like um, Call of Duty. And I loved COD 4. I absolutely loved COD 4, and I loved um, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. And even, even COD changed. I mean... Uh, I'm not really sure why people like it, and I, got, I gave that a lot of thought today. And, and I believe it's the addictive factor. They oh, they totally. they took the soul out of it, and now it's just addictive, and that's what they're doing. But Battlefield had a passionate fan base, and Halo had a passionate fan base, and I think these games need to find out what it, at their core people enjoy, and they need to enhance that. Like I don't know, you know, like about all these little details that we're talking about. I'm, I just don't know about. I, I don't. I don't have a huge problem with perks. Um, I believe that you could keep the soul of Halo and have perks. I think you can have the, the best of both worlds. I just think that the focus needs to not be on how do we get what COD has. You know, like how do we morph this game into COD? Yeah. But but to immerse your, you know, three four three needs to fall in love with Halo. First of all. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. they're not going to comprehend what, what the soul of Halo is unless they fall in love with it. Go the ahead. problem with trying to codify the game, so, I feel, is they're trying to grasp a, a, a market of players that will never play Halo. They're trying that's not, to... No, that's not necessarily true because tons I, of those people were my hardcore Halo buddies right, back in right, Halo 3. Right, but I'm saying the people who have played COD and only play COD because they love COD, will no, never my, play Halo. Those people I'm telling you about, they have not come back to Halo. They can't. They couldn't stand Reach, and they can't stand 4. We're just talking about people that have never played Halo to begin with. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like trying to draw those people into Halo, saying, hey, we have some things that you like about Call of Duty now. It, they're not going to play Call yeah. of Duty. Well, first of it, all, I it's like, people, I want Halo fans. Exactly. Well, thank you. Yeah, but you have to understand, though, the thing that made Halo great wasn't wasn't the fact that they catered to their hardcore fans, right? It was like that it was a good game. That's what I'm saying. If they fall in love with it and they realize what in it makes mankind want to play it, then they can enhance those things and, and, and go from there. Instead of coming at it from a purely like a mental place and trying to you know smear it into this other thing that you know this other creation that it's yeah. not yeah. it's like, that it's obviously like, it's like, yeah no I absolutely one hundred percent agree and i I kind of see it as like you know the people in charge of the MLB are like, how can we get basketball fans to be baseball fans <laughs> pretty much you, you know <laughs> what I mean like how can how can we add some basketball elements to baseball so we can capture that <laughs> you know it's like that's sure try it you know yeah. and and get back to me on on how well that does for you whereas like you know people I mean sure there's like hardcore halo guys there's hardcore cod guys and I mean you know. There's even Minecraft guys. Who would have thought, right? But, like, those people, like, as much as they love that one game, like, they're still just gamers. And what do gamers want, right? They, they want a good game. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Minecraft, Minecraft is hopping. Maybe we should Minecraft Halo. <laughs> <Huh. laughs> <laughs> well, if I could but you can. You got Forge. Armor, you bet your ass I'd be all over that. You got Forge for that, right? Not really. Exactly. 
Well, you, but you yeah, can upload I, skins and stuff for Mike. Can't people develop skins and then and then upload them? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for the PC. Oh, the definitely. PC version. Okay. Well, one thing about perks, having played Halo extensively, and then being really upset at the way Halo went to and reach, and then playing lots and lots and lots and lots of COD. What's great about... And I'm not going to rant about COD, so bear with me. What's great about COD is what Sal said. COD knows what works, and they keep with that at its core. Sure, there's Mm -hmm. cool things that they add here and there, but the way that COD plays is the same game over game. It's unapologetically COD. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and I wish that this game was the same. When Halo 3 ended, I was super pumped about Reach. I was like, you know, it's going to be Halo 3 rebooted with new maps, new graphics. New graphics, yeah. And it was none of that. Amen. And And then Halo 4 comes out. I have the same mindset. I'm a little skeptical, but I'm like, it's a new developer. And then they have these perks and all this other stuff. And it's just like, what? Like, I don't understand where the data is or who's in the meeting who decides this stuff. But it's definitely not going in in a good direction. And And even the way they put the perks in there, right? Like, yeah, it's like I was saying earlier, I liked how, you know, you can unlock them all at a a relatively early uh, rank. But, like, if they're trying to appeal to, like, Call of Duty players, like, they don't want all of that stuff, like, right up front, right? Like, they they like... You have to earn it. Yeah, they they like it spread out over all of the ranks that, that you can possibly get to like that's that's for me at least that's part of the fun of call of duty whenever i do play it is like you know i i begin to obsess over like oh fuck i can go to bed but like i just need five more kills then i get the you know the red dot or whatever right uh and like so to try to appeal to those types of players with the unlock system that they that they have like i like the way it is but like i i can't I think that it, it's just by accident that it works for me because, like, I, that's – they didn't appeal to any any COD guys once they actually sat down to play it. Yeah, I'm, we just we, – again, we, we just need to look at some of the facts of the situation, you know. I, I understand and appreciate that you like Halo 4, you know, you like the multiplayer. And, again, I like it, but it's still not my favorite and not – it's not great in my opinion, but throwing all of our opinions aside, we just need to look at the straight facts that the player population has dropped to abysmal levels. And when you compare it to Halo 3 that's now come out free and Halo 3 is showing them up, showing, showing them up by doubling its own population over what Halo 4 is and it's a game that's been out for six years then you yeah. have to say there is something wrong. Yeah, when I say that I'm okay with perks, I'm I'm not saying I'm okay with ordinance drops. Um, yeah. And the randomness of, yeah. it, of it all. I'm the, not saying... Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of randomness in the game, and that's why, you know, again, how, how does 343 
you know, deal with that randomness. That's why I, I talked earlier about by having ranked, by having social. Ranked would be much more the core of what Halo gameplay is, and that's where your uber-competitive players will go in because they know that they can go into that kind of a playlist and it'll be a certain play style, and it'll be what they know, what they've loved, what they've played for years. Whereas you can then have the social aspect where you can have these other things in there. And that's fine. Um, all right. We are over three hours, folks, so we should move along with some topics here. And well, I think I, we need just, to start trying to wrap some of this up, too. Can I just say, though, super quickly, that I think the fact that the fact that Halo 3 has had the resurgence that it, it has had, I think, goes to show that, like, there's still a market out there that, like, 343 can, like, it, it, I think it is, it is possible for them to make some changes and and bring Halo back to where it used to be. Like, the, the, the love, at least for that kind of core Halo multiplayer experience like there's still people out there who who want to fall in love with halo again sure but they need to then be proactive about it they can't sit on their hands and that's part of what we have an issue with is that they haven't said much or done much openly you know they've they've made little changes here and there but it just hasn't been enough and when there is so many people in the community, and I'm not talking about just us here, go onto the Halo Waypoint forums, which, by the way, is a freaking chore, but go onto the Waypoint forums and spend an hour or two there and look through all of the threads of so many people saying, you know, this is this is what needs to change. Much of what we're saying here is the same kind of stuff you'll see them saying there as well, you know? We so not find anyone saying anything in a forum. But, I, yeah, I mean, but, that's but, kind of my point, though, is that, like, it's not over yet. Like three, it's you know three four three is not fighting a losing battle. I'm talking about with Halo Five here. Well, but that's just said. Halo Five is a year out, man. And you yeah, know if, if they're not going to support Halo Four for this year and and fix some things that are that could be relatively easy to fix, then they're going to lose more of the population between now and Halo Five. And it is going to be a much more losing battle to try and regain those that they've lost, especially when you have next generation consoles coming out and new franchises that are coming out by long established uh, game developers like Bungie with Destiny that's where there's a big difference between just going from Halo 3 to Halo Reach Halo 3 to Halo Reach we didn't have next gen consoles we didn't have um, you know, Bungie creating a brand new franchise. Now they do, and that's where three four three really needs to get get you know get the ball moving. They need to be much more competitive about this, and yeah, but, they need to. It's already lost. It's done. It's like, but it's it, not it a failure. It like, doesn't need why, to be. Why try to like you know put a new coat of paint on it? Like it's it's still a, an old shitty car, right? No one wants an old shitty car. No but it doesn't have to be, my man. It doesn't have to be. Like I said, yeah, look, they, look at all the things we've talked about with all the coding that's in there for all these other game types. You know, if, if you know, it might take a little bit of work on their part, but you know, if they have any kind of pride in their work, 
then they're going to want this game to succeed. Look at what Bungie is doing. Bungie is saying, we're going to come out with Destiny, and it's a 10-year project. That means we have enough faith in our design abilities that we know we can continue to support this game, and it's going to have a 10-year successful run without us having to come out with a Destiny 2 or a Destiny uh, 3. 343 is not doing a 10-year thing. Like, yeah. they're not making a 10-year game. Like That's they, right, but they, are they, they only can, making they a one-year game? They can put all kinds of resources into Halo 4, and yeah, maybe they can they can slowly over time uh, talk people into going out and rebuying the game and giving it another shot. Or they can say, you know what, we have this uh, this new game to, to focus on. Like, all right, we fucked up with Halo Four. All right, like so. Then they need so to just say that. They need to just say that, come right out and get it over with. Because then what you're telling me is is they're only good for one year and that's it. And that gives me no hope. For Halo 5, then, because if they did it with Halo 4, why should I believe that they're going to do any better with Halo 5? It, it doesn't matter because it, it, people will just buy the next game anyway. Well, we know as that. As soon as they said, as soon as as soon as soon Halo 4 came out and people were disappointed, I mean, like, within weeks, they were going, oh, I just hope they do better on Halo 5. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not... But that I, was when it came out. I mean, enough time has passed to where, I like, know, but what I'm saying is when Reach came out, they were like, oh, I hope they don't make these mistakes in Halo 4. And then Halo 4 came out, and they're like, oh, I hope they don't... You know, I hope Halo 5 is better, and... I just I stopped doing that. Well, I agree in ju- with Justin in the sense that yeah, um, that you can't <laughs> you can't fix it. Money yeah. wise, it just doesn't make sense. I exactly. mean, for Microsoft to put the resources into trying to make this game better with the decline, the rapid decline it's had, it just it's not good business sense. It's better business sense to just concentrate on the the, the next. You're right. Thing. You're right, and that's that's the problem. Is it's more about the business. And yes, I know Microsoft's in the in the in the business for making money, yeah. and three four three there by extension. But that's where we, as the longtime hardcore Halo fans, have the issue. Bungie seem to always have the passion for Halo, with the exception of Reach, probably. But even then, they still had the passion for the game because they still like the game. You know, whereas it just doesn't feel the same with Halo 4. That kind of passion, it seemed fake now that you look back at it. A lot of what was said was fake, and it was just paying lip service to us to try and continue, to try and keep those Bungie, you know, Bungie Halo fans to, to come along for the ride. And unfortunately, right. that, that. This wasn't the kind of passion that. Whoa. So, oh, I'm echoing off you, Sal. Oh, so it was a different kind of passion. Yeah, non Halo passion. It's like not the kind of passion we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not they, the love were, for the game we're talking about. Uh, they were very passionate about trying to get you to buy the game. Yeah, yeah. And they they did seem genuinely excited about their product. It's just that their product wasn't. I I just yeah I'm there's <laughs> a lot that I will never understand. Here's a couple things: is um, when it comes to Halo Four, I think that they they hit the nail on the head with the running speed, uh, jumping, uh, the physical mechanics of me with my hand on my controller and aiming and shooting at someone. It never felt so sweet. Um, Chaos even mentioned when she played Halo Three, it didn't feel like her shots were registering, or the aim assist wasn't very. Right. It takes more skill no, to play Halo 3. No, 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 no. It wasn't aim assist. It, it has to do with um, 
the movement, the reticule movement isn't as smooth as uh, Reach and Unicorn. Yeah. Halo 3 Online is It's almost garbage. spastic compared. It hurts. It, it almost seems like you had to keep your concentration so hard that it hurts yeah. to be good at Halo 3. But and no. it seemed extremely um, laggy and inconsistent. Halo Isn't it amazing how old it just feels all together? Like, well, it seems it like just yesterday, Halo 3 was the... graphics are incredible. Some of the graphics are above and beyond some of the Halo 4.